Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where tonight, my friends and I will be playing the Vason RPG. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called Svartabokan. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, who is also our game master for tonight. And this is a long one-shot. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Matthew? All right, thank you very much, Tom. So the date is Friday, December the 19th. This is Christmas time in Uppsala. So as it's the mid to late 19th century, you, you can get in the picture. It's very, very cold. It's not so much snowing down here, though. Snow is happening a bit further north, but Uppsala is a bit warmer this time of year. There's various Christmas market stalls out there. There's carolers going around the streets. It's, it's all quite nice until they start singing at the, uh, the wee small hours of the morning and waking people up at obscene hours. So on a typical Friday with your, our group of investigators and members of the society um, at Castle Gillencrutz in Uppsala, what's the kind of thing you'd be doing on a, on a normal Friday morning? So we'll go do a quick round of introductions so if people want to introduce their characters and then give a little montage of what they're doing in the in the early morning. So on my screen, we'll start with Victor and go round. Well, I'm uh, Victor Nistrom, and uh, this morning I'm a priest. This morning I will be uh, probably warming up the little chapel in the castle and uh, lighting some candles and saying some uh, Christmas prayers since Christmas is right around the corner. Um, just getting ready for the day. Nothing else other than that. Roger. And Kersey? So Kersey Frisk. I'm uh, an occultist and new to the castle. Um, Kersey comes from the far northern Lapland region. She's a, a member of Sa a Sami tribe. She is not Christian, so Christmas, it, like the traditional Christian Christmas traditions don't mean anything to her, but you know, all of this, the other sort of um, paganistic rituals, she'll, you know, identify with those easily enough. Um, she is probably having a hot coffee and sitting by the fire reading in the library. Yeah. Ah, next round, Torrin. Uh, I'm Torrid Sigurdsson. I'm a hunter. Um, this morning I am make, uh, looking at all the hounds in the kennels, um, making sure that they're, and they're doing well, feeding them, uh, maybe playing with them a little bit uh, before going on to check uh, traps, see if there are any mice and rats that are trying to get into the kitchen. That's what I'm gotcha. And last but not least, Oscar. Oscar Erickson. Uh, they call me a vagabond. I prefer gentleman of the road. Um, this morning, uh, as it is the festive season, I'm uh, off to the shops first thing um, because I believe it's important to uh, steep the glue vine very gradually. So I need berries and orange rind and nutmeg and peppercorns and whatnot um, so that by time night falls in the mid-afternoon, there'll be a piping hot glue vine to keep us warm through the night. Nice. Right, so with taking those locations into account then, um, is that Oscar that's the one that gets the uh, gets the ball rolling? As you're gathering up your coats, uh, making sure you've got everything you need, and then heading out the front door, just as you're opening the door, uh, you find that there's a little 
a little kid, probably no more than 10 years old, that's just knocking on the door that's got a little bit startled as you as you open it in his face. And you can see he's dressed up in kind of threadbare clothes. He's got a coat that's seen many better days. And yeah, the poor guy's shivering away. Um, you can almost hear his knees knocking together. And in the other hand, from the one that's not knocking on the door, you can see he's got uh, what looks to be an envelope marked with some uh, courier stamps. So evidently come in through uh, from the train station this morning. And he's one of the runners that you've probably seen down at the train station before that delivers priority mail, uh, looks up at you with got evidently cold, a very cold face. Uh, I got a got a letter for uh, Miss uh, Miss Alpha Clint. Um, is that name unfamiliar? Uh, you you definitely remember uh, Linnea's name. Um, she's the person that ultimately brought you four together to bring you to Castle Gillencrutz and give you the things like the keys and the deeds to help get the society up and running again. Right. Uh, in you come, lad. Uh, we'll knock some ice off you. Um, oh, much. Thank you, thank you. And I'll she, flip him. His way. Flip him a coin. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he grabs that. He probably tries to grab it, probably misses, and then picks it up off the floor. But oh, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you. It's hard to catch coins when your fingers are numb, after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he kind of hold, holds up his uh, kind of half half falling apart gloves and some very very blue fingers underneath. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty nippy out there. Uh, so I guess the only other person inside the castle is Kiersey. Uh I'll tell the lad to wait uh, and go and open it with her in case, you know, there might be an immediate reply. Sure. I mean, there are other people in the um, in the castle as well. You've got a chef that works for you in the kitchen. Um, you've also got the uh, the very grumpy butler, Algot Frisk, who, no relation to uh, Kersey. Uh But yeah, he's, uh, he's grumpy and very much seems to... Uh, Keep to himself in his room by the fire, reading the newspaper rather than doing doing any actual any work around the castle. So yes, I'll seek Kirsty in the library and and pop open the letter. Yeah, so she's she's there. You can open that up, and inside, uh, quite nicely folded um, on some relatively good quality parchment paper, in a nice cursive, very very effeminate handwriting. Uh, is the following. Yes, so new mail for our mistress, Elphiclint, from yesterday. I hope this message reaches you or other members of your society. It has. I know it has been many years since we met. You probably don't remember me. I was only a young girl and my, <clears throat> and my father ran the hotel at the time. But I remember the tales of the society and found your address on our old guest books. We need the society's help. Hmm. Something terrible has come to Charlottenburg, Berg, and I have seen it with my own eyes. I shall explain. Last night, Wednesday the 17th, three prominent members of the local business community visited the hotel bar to partake in a game of cards. A gentleman arrived a little while after they had started to play and asked if he could join their table. He was handsome, dressed in a long black coat and top hat. The players accepted and the stranger joined them. All four seemed in good spirits until one of the players knocked a card from the table. When they bent over to pick it up, they screamed, declaring the stranger had cloven hooves for feet. 
the stranger promptly declared his winning hand and sucked the life out of one of the other players. Witnesses ran outside to find a black carriage waiting outside, pulled by two black horses that breathed fire from their mouths. The stranger left with the money on the card table and raised his hat to me with a grin as he left. I saw the horns projecting from his head that the hat had hidden. Ms. Elfklint, the devil himself walks the streets of Charlottenburg. We need your help to send him back to hell before he kills again. Yours, Rebecca Tjader. That's quite a tale. Truly sounds like the devil. There must be some explanation. Seems a bit far-fetched. The devil has no need to win money at cards. Follows all of the classic, uh, the classic uh, patterns. Um, he uh, makes a deal and then takes the souls of those who are foolish enough to try and beat him at a game of chance or cards. In this case, I suppose he's a known cheat, isn't he? Um, Where is Charlottenburg? Uh, by train, which is going to be the easiest and definitely the quickest way to get there for you, it's about 10 hours. Um, Charlottenburg is almost directly across the country from you, but there isn't really a direct train route to get you there. In fact, it's going it's to take you a good few connections to get there. You'd go south to Stockholm, then you'd go west to, and I'm probably going to butcher some of these names, uh, Christenham then Karlstad, and then northwest to Charlottenburg. Um, Charlottenburg is uh, probably a place you might might all have heard of anyway. Um, it's a fairly prominent business town or trading town that's a few miles away from the Norwegian border. But at this time, the Norwegian border is pretty much just a line on the map. It's not really, it's not enforced. It's, it's a bit like in, like in the UK, the borders we have between like Wales and Scotland. Because there is a joint union of countries, they call it the United Kingdoms at this point, between Norway and Sweden. So they share the same king, but they still have separate governments to a point. But yeah, they're, they're very much, there's not really like border checks or hard hard borders to cross. Well, I shall I'm put sorry, together my, my kit um, of uh, church things, uh, I suppose whether it's real or not, we need to investigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weather, weather is definitely going to be a bit colder up there. It's slightly north from where you are. <sighs> Does this sound like a, any vasin that we know of? This kind of appearance of cloven hooves and, and horns. I know that the priest is going straight for the devil, but <laughs> are there any other avenues that we're thinking here? Right, you can give me a logic and learning role to see if there's anything okay. that comes to mind. um that is one success okay i mean there's there's definitely elements of like animalistic features which appear in other basin uh, you've got woodwives and ash tree wives which are pretty similar anyway which they have animalistic features they have tails uh, some of them can have horns again some of them can have cloven feet but they normally stick to the woodland of which they inhabit they don't normally come into towns so there's there's kind of 
one hand saying maybe it could be this, but then the other hand is saying that doesn't make that doesn't quite fit. So you, there's there's elements you've got which definitely seem familiar. But I mean, the, the devil himself is quite a prominent figure in Swedish folklore anyway. And this this um, as your priest has said, this instance of turning up and playing cards is it's not unknown in Sweden and other countries that variations of this tale have definitely been told over quite a wide area. Yeah. We in the church do not deny that there are other things out there, but it's who are they in league with? If they are not in league with God, then they are in league with the devil. Um, it could be one of your heathen wood spirits or something that you believe in. Well, I'd be interested to, to speak with the other... How many, how many was it that was playing with the... The devil. Three, well, three minute one cards, of one of whom is dead. One of them is dead. Well, I mean, we have ways of speaking to the dead. So he might know the most, in fact. Well, oh. let's put our things together. This is going to be no blue vine tonight. Well, at least inferior blue vine. That's frustrating. Uh, How I mean, Yep, the butler comes uh, begrudgingly slouching out of his room. Put our things yelled, together. We're uh, going on a trip. <laughs> oh, okay. Some, something's come up, has it? I, I, will, uh, I will get the stuff together again. He, Don't he goes pretend like you're not delighted that we'll all be gone and you'll have the place to yourself. Oh, very, very delighted, sir. Indubitably. And he gets a mutter, grumble, grumble, mutter as he want, as he wanders <laughs> off. Right, uh, this enters into um, in typical Vason scenarios. There's a, a structure. There's different phases. This is your preparation phase. So, uh, if you all want to roll resources, that gives me an idea of how much money you've got to spend on buying various bits of equipment. It's just the straight resource, not combination with anything else, right? Yeah, just resources. What do I do? I'm sorry. Uh, there's between your attributes and your skills, there's a bar that says resources. I see it. Yep. If you roll that many d6 and then count up how many sixes you get, I got one. one. Okay. One. Having a resource of one, I rolled a three. One. But I do have a note from Firebreak mm -hmm. that I acquired a crucifix. Ah. I don't know if that's valuable in the, in the moment yeah. uh, between scenarios equipment that you pick up like that is considered to kind of vanish that it's considered to be either put in storage or sold back because it's no right. it's no longer needed so you always start this bit afresh but there are various castle upgrades that you can buy that allow you to store equipment mm. mm -hmm. so i only got one six Okay, and Torren's got one, none from the Vagabond, but hey, traditionally, no money anyway. Uh, any from Kersey? Nope, I'm also quite poor. <laughs> okay, right, you, you have two points of resources to, spare, to spend, which ain't much, but it can buy you anything that's from the equipment list that's got a availability of two. So things that you could pick up for that. Give a quick couple of examples. Bar hunting equipment, mm -hmm. binoculars, compass. Yep. 
I don't think we'll need a slide rule. <laughs> I'm a very specialist. <laughs> Compass might come in handy if we have to go out into the woods. We can get two doses of strong poison. But are, are we going to be poisoning people? We don't know what we'd be poisoning. Oh, I don't recommend it. Mm-hmm. But what what we would normally do at this point is we would uh, you would choose what equipment you want, but for to make things a bit quicker, and also then because you might end up picking up something you don't necessarily need, um, you can bank those points for now, and then when you get on site, if there's something you think we really need that from the list, then you can get it at that point. That's retroactive purchasing. Yeah. It's also a bit mm-hmm. easier than the uh, the buying stuff on site rules as well. I, the next thing that you would do is that in the course of this, think of it as like a montage um, in a film where there's little cutscenes of characters preparing, doing uh, kind of getting their bags ready. Or in this case, you've, you've sent the butler to do it, so it'll be him grumbling. But if there's any other preparation or any other research you want to do in this time, um, you can look... For and look at any one skill you've got on your sheet and you can interact with that skill. So let's say if you had range combat, um, you could be polishing up your gun or uh, like looking down the sights of the rifle to make sure that they're, they're aligned. You get a plus two bonus to that skill that you can use once during the course of the scenario. So would looking in our library to see if we can find such a vasin or a legend about such a vasin, would that be learning plus two? That'd be logic and learning. If you want to use the advantage now, I mean, research is something that happens in prep anyway. So if you want to get the bonus and use it now, all well and good. Otherwise, you can save it for later on and have it on a different skill. I think I would like to use it now, just to see. So logic and learning plus two? Yep. One. Okay. So you're looking specifically about the devil for any useful information that might uh, might be applicable. Yeah, folk legends about the devil showing up again. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Um, there's plenty of instances recorded all across Sweden of various variations upon this folktale where the devil turns up into an area, um, gets involved in a game of cards, is noticed that he is the devil, and then invariably, and along with 90% of the other folktales involving the devil in other circumstances, they usually end with a priest turning up and exercising the devil and banishing him back to hell. Now, as the, as the core religion in Sweden is based on the Lutheran church, uh, the Church of Sweden, um, you would be very familiar, being in your position. Sure. Uh, there is the uh, Lutheran handbook, which is issued to priests. And that has a quite, a, quite forward thinking at that time. Um, I've caveat at the beginning of the section that says... If you think someone's possessed, first of all, get them to a doctor and make sure they're not mentally ill. And so they, they think that it's it's normally it's a psychological problem rather than it being a spiritual or demonic problem. Sure. 
but then if all else fails, proceed to the following. And there's it's a three-step process whereby, first of all, uh, the priest intones, I think it's the Apostles, yeah, the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they follow this up with the Lord's Prayer, and then they state, I adjure thee, most evil spirit, by almighty God, and follow that up with a declaration of a statement of intent, which is usually, go back to hell. I.e. an exorcism, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have quite a, a streamlined or abbreviated version. It's not like the long Latinate uh, speech right. that you'd have to give if it was uh, if it was Catholicism, right? But no, this this is all in Swedish as well, being it's more or more accessible to the people and so on. But you also looking at various bits about how the devil can appear in folk um, in folk tales. There is another thing that comes to, uh, comes to mind. That there's instances, there's instances where the devil turns up in a carriage that fits with the uh, the record you've got. So traveling is definitely a thing that he's encountered on the road normally, and then ends up going to a place and doing something particularly bad, um, like gathering sinners and inviting them into his coach or collecting them in the coach and then driving off. But the way he appears also comes down to what's referred to as a Svartabakan or a black book. Um, these are almost well demonic in one sense that there's there's a whole load of different threads as to where these things come from you could probably sit down here for a week and research those um some claim they come from the black school in wittenberg which is where uh where witches and dark wizards go to learn the arts of the devil but also then some say that uh, priests go there to learn how to get rid of the devil as well so take your pick um these books are usually they're handwritten. They have no um, attribution as to who wrote them. Um, also, the front and back page is normally blank for some reason, but then the writing's in the middle, and it contains various spells or incantations that could be anything from how to um, how to make you horny, how to make other people invisible, how to avoid uh, being shot by bullets or arrows, and also conjuring up the devil. And Loads of tales revolve around some farmhand or some hapless, um, some hapless boy who finds one of these books, reads it, and accidentally summons up the devil and then gets himself into a whole load of trouble. So that, that's another common thread that you have that pops up about folklore about the devil. Okay, cool. So I've got all of that. Mm-hmm. Anyone for any more? Uh, I have a couple of ideas to bounce off of you. One is that I have traveled over much of southern Sweden over the last few years, so I probably have experience of Charlottenburg. Hmm. I don't know if that will, if there's anything ungeneral. I mean, we know the name of the hotel. I assume we're going to send a note in reply saying that we're on our way. The note will get there before we will. If if you hop on the train, you'd probably arrive before the note. Unless you've okay. sent it, there's or it'll arrive at the same time because they, if you send it by the express courier, it will take the same train that you'd be taking. Right, right. No, I'll, I'll buy that. That you you've probably been through Charlottenburg because it's definitely a, it's on a main train line and also a main road as well that connects to uh, going over the Norwegian border. So yeah, you you'd be familiar with the place. Um, it's not a particularly big town. There's probably only about one to two thousand people that live there. And it's also divided very, very much in two. Um, the train line is intersects through the town, going from the south uh, southeast to the northwest. 
on the eastern side of the town, that's very much the residential area. Um, you remember it being quite a nice picturesque little place. It's got none of the claustrophobia of a town setting, um, or definitely not an urban setting like uh, Uppsala. The buildings are fairly big, but they're spread out a lot. So they're on fairly large um, plots of land. The roads are quite wide and yeah, it just feels very much open. Uh, there's a big old sawmill that you remember, which employs a lot of people in the town that's on the northern uh, northern side, because uh, woods surround the town on three sides, uh, to the north, to the west and the south. To the east, there's a, uh, not a big lake, but definitely there is there is a body of water there. And then beyond the lake, you've got more woods. So it's prime area for logging and being able to say make a lot of timber there. Uh, there's a church. In fact, the only one church in town, you remember being on the um, on the eastern side of town. The uh, police station, probably one that you wanted to avoid, uh, down on the south side. And there's a small little area of uh, shops that op uh, immediately opposite the train station. So you've got things like the general store, uh, the post office, the telegram office, the, uh, say the main station house itself. And then on the western side of the tracks, that's the commercial district. That's where you find a lot more of the major shops things like the bookstores that are there there's bakers uh, tailors the hotel itself is on the far western edge of the town um, on the other side of where the marketplace is which is quite a big open area in that place that's got, usually got something trading there all year round and that borders onto the road which then runs parallel to the train line so yeah, commercial commercial district mainly west residential along with the mill and the and the church on the east. Very good. Uh, yeah, I think I'm. I think I have to. I don't have anything to prepare with, so as I think I'll bank the advantage. Then. All right. All right anything from Kersey or Torin? Hey Torin, so. we're going uh, out of town. Leave the dogs alone. You're covered with snow. Wipe your boots. Get in here. <laughs> out of out of town. How far out of town? I'll, I'll thrust the letter at him. We've been summoned. The devil's afoot. Oh, I've always wanted to shoot the devil. You may get your chance. Oh well. In this case, I'm going to say I have hunting equipment and my dog. I'm going to I'm going to do some. Uh, I'm waiting for everybody else to uh, get things ready. I'll take Gustav, my dog, and do some alertness training. I want to get bank an advantage for vigilance. Yeah, no problem there. Be on the lookout. Z Kersey thinking. Sorry, I, I'm just trying to think if there's anything I should do. I can't think of anything, so no. Okay, no worries. If, if you can't think of anything at the minute, for, for sake of brevity, you can bank it, and then if you think of something that you think, okay. oh, that'll be a good one to use, you can cash, cash it in later. Right. Algot has your bags and equipment already, gets them, uh, gets them all ready in the main lobby for you. And you are ready to head off. This is where say, our montage begins. The train, the nearest train that leaves from you is about 12 o'clock. 
So that, as I said, will take you down to Stockholm. So you go south, and then you head west, and then you head northwest up to Charlottenburg. But it takes about 10 hours round trip. And that's with quite long periods of sitting around waiting at the train station, waiting for the next train to roll out to your next, have your next point of change, and then on again. So there's, there's a whole lot of hurry up and wait. As you start heading roughly further north, as you get that north, that last northwest leg, yeah, the snow does start, does start to fall, and you can see outside the countryside slowly becomes enveloped in this white blanket of snow, and it becomes dark pretty quick. Um, to put it in perspective, at this time of year, sunrise is about nine a.m. and sunset is about three p.m. So you have six hours of light in which to operate. So you are definitely going to be arriving in the dark. So that last hour or so of you chugging through the countryside, passing through these big, thick woods on either side. Occasionally, the little twinkling lights of a town. Occasionally, the uh, the sign of life out there. That stops when you get closer to Charlottenburg, that it's just darkness outside. There's no street lights lit. There's no lights from any or many of the homes out there. You may catch faint glimmers of maybe light hidden behind shutters. But otherwise, when you pull up to the train station, everything is dark and there's not many people even left on the train at this point by the time you arrive so the uh, conductor goes down the train so he calls out yep this stop Charlottenburg next stop into Norway oh. victory speechless All right mm -hmm. um, Pullman uh where is the what, what hotel are we staying in? That is yeah. indeed ho the Hotel Charlottenburg. Um, which direction to the Hotel Charlottenburg? Oh, I know Priest. I've been okay. here before. Got to trudge off to the west quite a bit. Thank you. Is it always this quiet at this time of night? Yeah, he, he looks around. Um, it is a bit quieter than normal. I mean, I've been doing this run for several years now. Uh, late night, it's fairly quiet, but not this quiet. Normally, we have some people coming in and out. It's mm. cold in winter. Yeah, it is midnight, I suppose. And especially with all with all the snow out there, you may want some help. Uh, especially with all the you kind of looks around all the bags you've got, uh, you may want to uh, talk to the, the station master. He might be able to provide you with some transport. Very good. Safe travels. Yep. Otherwise, you uh, you pile out onto the platform. Um, you are the only people that get off the train at this point. And then a few minutes later, the train rolls on out and descent just vanishes off into the darkness further up the train line. Let's uh, put our luggage right here and then we'll find the station master. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's, there's a main building for the station that so borders on the platform. Um, you can see all the shutters have been pulled shut, but there's if you get close enough to them, you can see there is light inside. So someone's home. You'd expect it at least be picking up mail or something, but I guess it's sleepy. Station master. You, you knock. A moment passes, and then you hear shuffling inside. Then finally, the turning of a key and a lock, the pulling back of a bar, chain being moved, another bar being moved. And finally, the door creaks open about about three or four inches, and this half face of an old man uh, wearing a station master's uniform 
kind of peers out into the dark on the platform. Hey, who are you? Oh, we just arrived. We need some assistance uh, getting our things to the uh, Charlottenburg uh, Hotel. Oh, you, 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 you sure you haven't uh, stopped at the wrong station? This, this isn't exactly a, a tourist destination at this time, <laughs> this time of year. Yeah, I mean, not, this is Charlottenburg, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And this, not... We got off at the right station. Oh, all right. Uh, you can hear he pulls aside another uh, chain and then quickly opens the door wider and gestures for you to come in as quick as you can. Well, our things are here. Um, I'll stay with it. You you all go ahead and, and make arrangements. I'll stay with I you. doubt that anybody's going to steal our things in the middle of the night. It's, come and warm yourself. All right. Yeah, all right. He, he allows you to head on inside. Um, he starts trying to uh, somewhat ineffectively lift the, the baggage that you've got out on the platform. Uh, he manages the small stuff, but then he starts basically dragging the larger stuff, and even then he's not particularly dragging it very fast. But you can see he's definitely putting some effort in. He's uh, a little anxious, to say the least, while he's outside. Don't have station boys? Uh... Well, most of them have uh, had they headed out of town a couple of days back. Uh, in fact, most of the... Uh, most of the town seems uh, seems to have left over the last couple of days. Why have they done that? Well, it's it's uh, you kind of avert eye contact for a minute, especially as imagine you're you're dressed up as a priest, so there's the uh, the dog collar yeah. showing. Yeah, he, he definitely averts his eyes as well. It's uh, it's just not not safe around here, sir. In a little town like this, it's not safe. You have crime. You have. Uh, yeah, we, we've we've got some problems, sir. Uh, especially especially after dark. Is that when the devil rides? Then he he got his his head doesn't like snap in your direction, but he looks round at you with these wide open eyes that almost open wider than you think they should do. Uh, he, he just nods while keeping eye contact. Mm. Yes, sir. Uh, his uh, his carriage is going around collecting collecting all the sinners. He's collecting collecting the dead. No one's no one's safe out there. Everyone's everyone's locked. They lock themselves in at night. No one no one goes out on the on the streets at this hour. Not not anyone. I mean, I, I really got to suggest if you, if you wanted to stay here, I'd I'd easily put you up for the night. It's not it's not going to be comfortable and it's going to be pretty cold, but it's safer than going out on onto the streets. Well, how far is the hotel from here? Oh, it's uh, about a fifteen minute walk. Uh, it points to the front door. So if you head out there and then you take a take a left and then you head down past the uh, post office, there's uh, there's a little uh, walkway goes over the uh, goes over the train line. Uh, just follow the road on the other side and then that'll take you down to the to the hotel. But like I say, it's uh, especially in the snow, it's not uh, not going to be quick and you, you don't want to be caught with. And he looks back to uh, Oscar, him outside. Mm. Well, I've had my confession heard. Uh, you should have had your confession heard as well. No sins, no, no captured by the devil. He kind of looks a little bit uh, confused, raises an eyebrow slightly. Uh, I don't think many, most folks around here, to be fair, they don't, uh, they don't go in for all that these days. They've got more, more immediate concerns. Perhaps that's why the devil's come for your souls. Is this something, he goes a little pale. <laughs> is this something that has only just recently occurred? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, miss. Uh, 
it all started at it all started at the hotel was the uh, was where it started. So one of the uh, or the what's so one of the new one of the new guys in town got himself uh, got himself killed by the devil. He did at some uh, some card game. And how many uh, others have fallen to the devil since? I, I've I've heard various people say some some say it's some say it's five some say it's ten. There's it's. It's not many, but a small town like ours, that's uh, that's a lot. Probably can't step on us with his fire-breathing horses. Oh, it's the the horses ain't been the, ain't been so much to worry. It's more he, he turns up. They say he he turns up at your door, calls you out, has a chat, offers you a coin, and then something happens. All right, we heard uh, the uh, the tailor. Yeah, his uh, his wife apparently was uh, he kind of looks a little bit shifty, kind of shifts his feet again. Was uh, sleeping with some someone else that she shouldn't be. Uh, he found them. He took a knife to them, and then once they once they were dead, he's uh, he got taken away in the black carriage as well. Did the did the card player believe in the black carriage? He shakes his head. I, I, I wasn't there. I, I've, I've heard people say that they he sucked the life out of him, apparently, and then left in left in his carriage and then came back the next night. There were loads of people there, though. I just I was I was on duty. I'm always on duty, always. To the, to the GM, does it look like the snow is waist high all the way? It's Hotel. not that bad. It's probably it's it's in drifts, so it kind of varies in depth. Do you think between one and two foot? I don't particularly want to trudge through the snow, but my my friends, what do you think? What shall we do? A couple of feet of snow won't slow me down, or the hunter. Yeah, no, it's uh, me and the dog will be fine, um, and I'm sure uh, Gustav will pick up the scent of any. Fire beings before we do. So let's just carry our own bags then. The um, station master kind of looks between you, especially looks between uh, all your bags. He said, "Well, I do have a uh, horse and cart that I can, um, that I lend out to uh, to folks. I mean, that might help get you there a bit quicker, especially with all with all your baggage." Well, you said it's only fifteen minutes walk, and. The horse and carriage will take us 15 minutes just to get ready to go. Um, why don't we just walk? I, I, you know, I presumably only have a bindle anyway, uh, you know, hanging at the end of my crowbar, yeah. walking That's stick okay. in the other. So I can probably take somebody's, uh, I can probably assist with somebody's baggage we'll, if they have anything uh, substantial. We'll be fine. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, if we see the devil, we'll tell him to go back to bed. <laughs> I'll send him back to hell where he belongs. Um, I'd rather stay in the hotel. You don't think the hotel proprietors have left for the month or, or fear? Oh no, no. I, th- I think she's uh, she's like a piece of the furniture. She doesn't uh, she doesn't leave come uh, come rain or high water. Good. All right. Well, it'll all be over in 15 minutes. Yeah, 20 with the snow. Thank you for your offer and uh, stay safe in there. Say your prayers. 
been been a long while since I've had to do that, sir. Hmm. All hey, the more uh, reason why you should do it now. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he opens the door for you, and once uh, once you've headed on outside, he will quite happily, uh, well, happily <laughs> shut the door, and you hear the many bolts and locks being. Uh, being I was going to say. Before he does that, can I say, do you have a lantern we can borrow? Oh yes, I've got one on the uh, on the cart, so I can uh, I can get that for you. Right, Just uh, so we'll well, hope, hopefully, if you uh, if you make it and you uh, you you wake up tomorrow morning, then you can drop it by any time. I'm I'm always here. Of course. And you say and it's anything. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he provides you with a lantern. Right. Once, once you're outside, there's pretty much the sound of the wind, the falling snow. It's not like a blizzard. It's nicely, if under any other circumstances, it would be quite picturesque that the snow is falling down, gradually building up on the floor beneath you. But otherwise, this place feels like a ghost town. There's no sign of life. There's just this dull wind blowing through the streets and the cold, occasional cold bite of the wind, as it is pretty cold. There is an old legend that the that those who whistle call the devil. So nobody whistle. What if I need to call my dog? Yeah, uh, she'll tempt the fate. I would um, think that, uh, as nervous as that fellow is, he'd think that you know a priest is the best company to travel in if you're afraid of the devil's. At riding, and we don't have an address for him to stop at and offer us a coin. That part's interesting. I don't remember any legend about the devil offering up a coin, and the story about that, um, you know, jealous murder. You don't really need a devil for that. I mean, does it seem more? I mean, we must we must assume that it's not a devil or the devil. It's. A, a basin that is creating this disturbance of some I mean, sort. What what basin would masquerade as a devil figure? I mean, are there basin that are fam- so familiar with human culture to be able to do such a thing and have the possibility of changing their form? The Greeks Goals. have uh, have a, uh, the satyrs and uh, the wood nymphs. It could be anything. Whatever it is, it's, it must be the very thing that the legends are based upon. In other words, don't don't talk to any strange horned beasts. And if they offer you anything, don't take it, even if it's a cake. Devil has the best pastries. All right, you start Devil's heading towards cake. <laughs> I thought the, the, the fruitcake itself is a whole different base in folklore story. There isn't that uh, the story of the one fruitcake that just keeps getting regifted between uh, uh. between households. <laughs> yeah. right, so as you start, as you start heading, first of all, a little bit further north, and then going across the train tracks, and then the long road that will take you down to the hotel. There's just your footsteps being left behind you, trudging through the snow. The rest is completely fresh snow, evidently showing that no one has been out and about here. So just re-em- 
re-emphasizing the almost lonely and ghost town aspect of this place. But otherwise, under any other circumstances, again, you think it'd be quite a nice, uh, nice little place. As uh, Oscar remembers it, pretty much it's exactly the same. Not much has changed here. You pass by the post office, the telegram office, and then out into the residential area and then across. It's admittedly under the snow. You have um, almost like a board. It goes up a few degrees and then it's a flat across the train tracks and then goes down the other side. And then just this long, wide road. You see shops on either side. There's uh, there's a bookstore that you see. There's a um, a baker's, uh, a butcher's. Candlestick maker's got a sign that has uh, closed for good already uh, already written across it. But in fact, as you pass by that uh, that baker's, it's on a side street that kind of cuts off at a ninety degree angle. You can see that looks like there's an apartment or at least a living space above it. The window has been broken, and it looks like at least by the shape of the indent in the snow, that someone fell out of that window and landed directly onto the pavement, admitted the snow-covered pavement. There's no body and there's no sign of, there's no sign of footprints of anyone having got up. Looks, again, just rather out of place. Uh, if I strip my walking stick through the snow, do I hit the broken panes of glass? Yes, you would find them. Uh... And uh, the street next to that, are there uh, relative ruts of a passing carriage in the snow? No, there's no sign of anything. Someone fell out the window, landed in the snow, and then bounced up into the sky. Or vanished from existence. Or vanished from existence. Uh, is, the is there a light in the apartment? Uh, no, there isn't now. You can see that there's the curtain billowing and there's just a dark room up there. Looks like a bedroom. Is this something we should stop and investigate now or should we? It's very cold, Oscar. It's past yeah. midnight. I don't... Yeah. We can look in the morning. It would be nice to let the woman at the hotel know that we were here, I think, and get caught I up. Agree. Um, both uh, Torrin and Oscar have both brought their their dogs with them, I believe. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, both dogs in unison go rather rigid and start to uh, growl in that kind of low, worried type of scared dog fashion. Uh, what, from what direction? Uh, behind you, back in the direction that you came down the road. Yes, hold on. What is it? Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gives a, smart, a slight whimper and then another growl. But yeah, looking, following the footprints that you've made all the way back to the crossing over the uh, over the train tracks, you can see coming out of one of those side streets what looked to be two black horses pulling a black carriage. Um, do we want to try to duck out of the way of this, or do we stand ground and face the devil oh the hotel is right there <laughs> yeah you you can see the hotel in the distance if you made a run for it you could potentially make it i i okay. vote for hotel <laughs> let's get let's, to the hotel let's, let's go okay right uh if you are making a dash for the hotel rather than uh rather than being stealthy about it uh, you can give me agility rolls agility um, 
Ooh, I get to roll six. So dice. if I've got nothing in agility, I just roll the physique. physique. That's right. Failed. Not. Nothing. Oh, only one six out of six dice. I, I rolled six dice and got nada. So got one. Normally, when I roll these things, these these dice just refuse to give me sixes. I've got two uh, this time. So as you start to start to run, horses are generally faster than people. And if you occasionally look back over your uh, back over your shoulder, you realise that you can see the hooves of the horses. They're not making any impression in the snow, and the wheels seem to be running over the top of it, leaving no tracks behind it. That explains that. But it is definitely gaining on you. Um, you will. You have a number of well, probably about two rounds before this thing would be able to get to, um, to be able to get to you. So you know that you're not going to be able to outrun it. So do you want to do anything else instead? Duck in this house with the broken window, like you know, jiggle the knob, see if it like just opens, and that's what I would do mm-hmm. anyway. We've already kind of run away from it, though, haven't we? Yeah, you've already well, you already started legging it. But two of us did. Back. <laughs> <laughs> two of you didn't run very far. Uh, I've got my crowbar. I can make sure that the door to the bakery is open. Yeah, is there a closer building? Oh, there's, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of buildings all all around. We don't necessarily or even want an to... alleyway that like the horse and carriage couldn't go down. You know, like if it's too narrow. Oh, these even in the commercial districts, a bit like the residential area. These are wide streets. It gives that whole spaced, yeah, um, spaced out impression that's not not at all claustrophobic. I mean, there's there's a number as I mentioned. There's a number of stores here. You've got things like so. There's a bookstore. There's the tailors. Uh, there's the butchers, the bakers, the closed candlesticks maker store. So there's plenty of places that you could in the immediate area you could run to. No one's gonna no one's gonna even notice in the candlestick maker store. We know it's closed. If I've already run past the bakers, then that's probably where I'm headed. You know, okay. Okay. It's, yes, yeah. head there. I'm going to pull out my holy water. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to spritz it on the front of the building so that hopefully, <laughs> if it's the devil, he won't be able to get past it. Good plan, good plan. Right, so, um, the door to the uh, to the candlestick maker is, is shut, and so you can see the uh, the close for good sign on um, through the window. Um, if you want to try and open it, uh, you could do brute force and ignorance, which would indeed be force. So force plus physique. Uh, yeah, plus my crowbar gives a plus one, and I we don't I don't think we're worried about violence at this point. So that's Full subtlety. Yeah. one again. I've gotten one every single time I've rolled. And I've got seven dice. So the, the dice like you more than they like me. As I say, they they just refuse to roll sixes for me normally. Out of seven, I only got one too. So that's why. But between you then. You're able to get the. You're able to com- combination of applying brute force to it and then popping the crowbar in and then breaking the lock open. Um, you get the door open and indeed it's it's dark inside, but you can all rush in without any problem after having holy water thrown over it. And yeah, we're we, inside of. Gone. Yes, and then we sit with our backs against the door of the cold candle shop and wait to hear the horses go by. Or knock on the door. Is there, or a, knock on is the there door. a is there a front window? Yeah, there's uh, it's bound to be. The main, it's a shop. Yeah. 
main door and then two big plate glass uh, windows either side. Yeah, I want to watch with my rifle at the ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, this this doesn't take long. This thing catches up pretty quick and comes to a halt maybe a little unnaturally fast. It almost stops mid-track. And indeed, you can see these two large, big black workhorses carrying this uh, this carriage that would be not uncommon on any of the roads in Sweden between between the major cities and towns. There's a single door on the side that's facing you. You imagine there's one on the corresponding side. You can see the curtains drawn on the inside. Very slowly, the curtains part, and it's just black inside. But you catch the impression of someone leaning forward and almost the outline of the rim of a hat, an impression of a face just leaning out and looking towards the shop front looking left, looking right, looking back slowly with disdain at the front door with its holy water having been splashed across it. And then the figure pulls back into the dark, the curtain closes, and the carriage moves off. You can hear the horses go off into the distance, and then it sounds like they turn down a side street. And within a couple of minutes, it's complete, completely silent in here as well. Now what do we do? Oscar, speak up. I've never known that... I didn't know that the devil did regular patrols. Seems very silly. This could be Vason. There is at least one Vason I know of that is driven away by Christian ritual. Uh, What the troll. The troll is driven away by Christianity in general. I thought they lived under bridges. No, they're they're uh, in mountains, but they're quite clever. They can take other forms. They can almost appear human, some of them. Well, we're very close to Norway. Isn't that nor isn't that to troll territory? Well, yes, the north yeah. and, and mountainous areas as well. The troll. Well, we could give it five minutes to go farther away and then continue to the hotel, or we could try to make ourselves comfortable in this dark shop front. If it's afraid of holy things, then I've got my Bible cross and the holy water. Now, this is something I think we've had a discussion before in Vase and Matt, and I don't know if we ever came to a conclusion on it. Is it the object itself, the religious object itself, or is the belief that backs the object itself that is what kind of drives these things away depends on who you ask okay um, i think from <laughs> i think from your perspective yes. uh, looking at it through through in an occultist eye it's the belief that powers it okay but there there is also some debate and some evidence that could prove that it maybe is the object but from particularly from your angle you you would probably lean towards the former rather than the latter got it so me me waving across does nothing probably against this. So you don't you don't believe in it as you uh, yeah. as you stated. I always thought it was the dice that drove the thing away. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have a look around this shop. We're here anyway for a moment, at least. Oh yeah, we've got a lantern. Did yeah, the, you... did somebody clean the place out when they shut the doors, or did they leave? Probably still it smells looks like... lovely. 
Yeah, there's definitely the scent, the smell, the smell of wax in the air. Um, there's a little workshop out the back where you can find where wax has been melted, and then when wicks have been set up and it's been built, built up or layered um, over time to make various candles of various shapes and sizes. It looks like everything was packed away in a hurry. That someone has taken all the things, all everything on display here is all gone. So it seems like a very bare shop front. But there are cabinets that are underneath the shelves where if you were able to open them up, maybe one or two of them, the uh, the owner didn't lock them uh, lock them up fully, just threw everything under there and then left. You do find that everything's been basically put out of sight, almost as if to, well, uh, to discourage potential looting or anything like that. But you, you're definitely picking up the haste involved in here. This was This was done in a very, very hurried and panicked state. It seems to make sense that if we've seen a tangible manifestation this very evening, uh, if the locals have seen this, they, they have moved away in the daytime when they can get away. That makes complete sense. Also makes sense if all of these things occur in the evening, it just further drives the troll narrative they can't come out in the daylight. I, I think it wise not to speak to it no matter what it says to you. Don't answer it. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. You seem to know more about trolls than I do. I don't I know have that knowledge, yes. So what is about daylight the... deadly to it? And they turn to stone. Hmm. Well, what about this carriage and these horses? I mean... Some trolls. It says some trolls. I don't know what the difference is. Tricky. It, it might not have been, if it's some beast, it might not have truly been deterred by the holy water. It could have been a trick. It's possible. We don't know for certain that it's a troll. It's just theory. Creature of guile and cunning. Well, if it's physical at all, what about the fact that it doesn't weigh anything? Yes, that's what I was uh, getting at, Oscar. The the horse in the in that carriage just drifted across the top of the snow without leaving a track. And all, whatever it is, the dogs don't like it. All Vason have some magic, yes. I mean, it's perhaps whatever this thing is, it's just it's magic at work. Hmm. Well. Well, I think we'll be more comfortable if we make it down to the hotel. I agree. How much farther along is it, do you think? Oh, you, you can see it from uh, from where you are. So if you poke your head out the door and then look down the street, yeah, you're a matter of moments away from it, really. Let's go carefully at first to make sure it's not waiting for us around the corner. Well, I can I can sneak out there first. Yeah, we can send the dogs ahead. They they were the ones who alerted us. Uh, do you want to give I'll me a go, yeah, I'll, I'll go with stealth. you. If it's there, I shall throw holy water upon it. Well, I'll, I can I can go first. There, Victor, don't don't you worry. So stealth five six. <laughs> I guess I can't stealth with seven dice. Nothing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. So someone's definitely making some noise. Hello. 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> so not, not only are you uh, yelling at the top of your voice to make uh, to ask whether he's there or not, uh, you're also stepping on the loudest, crunchiest snow that you can possibly find I along also the way. I, also I have, have four successes. <laughs> if I can spread that around somehow, I'll do it. I don't know if you can do that in Basin. But... Uh, some skills you can. Um, that if you get more than one, uh, more than the required amount of successes, then the extra uh, successes you can cash them in for various effects. I think stealth isn't one of them, though. Okay. I will double check. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm boldly playing a fiddle in the middle of this uh, street, <laughs> calling out the <laughs> devil. <laughs> you really want to do that at crossroads? That would definitely get his attention. So <laughs> um, yeah, for, for stealth, extra successes make you succeed even better. There's no list okay. of additional benefits, but yeah, other things are up. <laughs> but I know even even though Torrin and Oscar go out there seemingly wanting to uh, to, uh, to invite a death wish upon them, uh, and Kersey being little more than a shadow moving uh, moving out there, nothing responds. There's no sound of hooves. There's no sound of a, car- a carriage wheels being turned. He's not here. Let's see if we can, yeah, let's see if we can get in with the hotel to let us in. He might return if we're stuck outside the hotel for the next two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, so wand- rap, rap, wandering, rap, over rap, rap. The, wandering over to the hotel, it's a two-story building, pretty much rectangular. Um, you do see that there is a gate off to the left, which presumably would go round to the stables at the back, where if you had horses, that's where you'd be able to uh, to park them up. But there's there's a little uh, canopy over the front um, entrance with a couple of pillars either side hold, um, holding it up. The lights are on in here, but again, you can see the curtains are all closed. Um, from the glass front of the front door, you can see that there's uh, a nice reception area where there's... Um, a desk. There's a big, wide staircase that goes up to um, up to the floor above, and then there's doors leading off to rooms either side that look like one leads to a bar, the other one leads to a kind of a restaurant area. Um, all the chairs are put up on the tables, in a in a sense of no one's here in fashion. But as you knock on the door, you see a door open from behind the reception desk, and this lady in her, you think probably late 30s, early 40s, uh, comes out. She's wrapping a robe around her and run, uh, rushing over to the front door, holding um, holding a candle, which she then puts on the desk as she, um, as she goes past. Um, pulls open, uh, pulls down a bar, pulls another one up from the floor, key in the lock, opens it up, and kind of gestures for you to come inside, very much like the, uh, the station master did. Yeah, as we bundle in, I'll produce the letter that she sent. Yeah, just just as she's about to, you can see that she's gearing up to ask who who are, and recognizes the letter. Are you are you from the society? Indeed. Oh, thankfully. Well, I was worried that the uh, the letter wouldn't uh, reach you in time, but looks like it uh, looks like it did. So, oh, thank, thankful for that. Uh, yeah, please, please come come on in, come on in. She she shuts the door behind you. And again, there's the sounds of an empty building around you. There's not the sound of movement anywhere. There's no footsteps on the floor above you. There's no one else moving around. And you can see from the uh, the row of keys behind the desk that there's 20 little pigeonholes that she's got for, for each of the rooms. And all the keys are present and correct. No one is here apart from her. 
and she your gestures do you want to do you want a nightcap or a, a warm drink i can rustle up something from behind behind the bar it's, it's bitterly cold out there it is cold and he's riding i'm afraid oh you've uh, you've seen him already yes i didn't actually see him i was keeping my eyes inward but yeah see we, uh, we have avoided up. him well um hopefully that will uh, give some some validity to the uh, to the letter i sent uh, yeah this is uh, I, I i didn't know what else to do i mean this this is so just so unreal Uh, yeah, so if you uh, you don't by any chance have any glue vine on the stove, do you? I, I, I've got some uh, bits and pieces uh, because I've been pretty much trying to run the place single-handed. Mm. I mean, all the staff have refused to come in, and I, to be honest, I don't blame them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been running the place single-handed, but everyone left the uh, the day after the, the incident. Mm. Everyone just picked up their bags and ran to the train station. It was a, it was a bit of an exodus from what I hear. Well, I'll be happy to give you a hand. We'd, uh, you know, we just want to get the whole story more than you can put in the letter. I'm sad that I guess we've missed the other two card players. Oh no, they're, they're still here, as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware. Well, not here, here, but in in town. Oh, in town, I see. Yeah, the uh, the last I heard, uh, oh boy, there's. I think one of them. I can't remember which which one went off to the church and has uh, barricaded themselves in and the other one good place hmm? i say that's a good place to barricade oneself yes <laughs> oh yeah it's um sylvia that was it uh yeah sylvia went to the uh went to the church um i hear she's been uh keeping our priest um uh, reverend bergstrom keeping him rather occupied uh, she refuses to uh, refuses to sleep, and is obviously uh, concerned that the, the devil will come for her. So she's praying constantly there. Uh, and then uh, Christopher, yeah, I, I heard he's <laughs> a certain degree of irony here. Um, Christopher's been hiring up a whole load of the people that you um, that got let go from the mill, and he's been hiring them up as a private security, his own little private security force or his own little army. As he's uh, trying to go through as many books as he can, trying to find some some piece of occult law to uh, try and find a way to banish the devil. But uh, he isn't he isn't exactly the flavor of the month around here. So, uh, how uh, vigorously or enthusiastic people would want to uh, want to help him out as a as his private army, it's uh, that remains to be seen. Sorry, did the the mill the the sawmill shut down before this? Oh, no, it didn't shut. Well, it, it's kind of shut down now because half the workforce ran away and got on the train and went back home. Um, no, the, the, the sawmill was sold fairly, uh, fairly recently, about, uh, about a month ago. That the, uh, the previous owner, uh, Christopher Sigurdsson, that's, that's his full name, Sigurdsson, um, he sold it to a, uh, to a company from out of town, um, Ackerman Lumber. And that... This uh, this Ackerman, I think it's Rickard Ackerman, who owns who owns the company, sent his son Emmerich to the town to uh, to take over the to take over the mill, 
and his first his first act really kind of won friends and influenced people. He fired half the workforce and brought in his own folks from down south. Mm. And Not Emmerich's a way to the, make uh, the population happy with one. Well, no, it's uh, why many people weren't exactly mourning that Emmerich was the uh, was the unfortunate guy who got killed in the card game. Now that's interesting. Yeah. And so far, the devil does not appear during the daytime. No, no, definitely not. We've we've had no sightings. I mean, even after after what happened here, uh, there were signs of him rolling around town in that in that dastardly carriage. But then, as soon as as soon as the sun came up, no one saw him, and they certain people took it upon themselves to barricade themselves in, and a lot of the town of just up sticks and left, and just got on the train and headed out of here any any way they could. Well, you were saying there were signs. What do you mean there were signs that people saw? Or did it leave some sort of evidence behind? Well, there, there was a, um, an effort made by our, um, by our town constable. Um, he organised a search party to see if anyone could find where the, where the carriage had gone. And they, they searched the whole town and couldn't find it. I see. At least during the day anyway, because no one, no one was crazy enough to go searching at night. Yes, How many... it would seem that it would be very easy to find him at night. Mm. Or he finds do, you. Do you have an idea of how many people have been taken? Uh, again, getting word of mouth around here because everything's so everything's so disjointed with everyone either barricading themselves in or having left. Uh, I've heard I've heard conflicting numbers, but it's somewhere around about the ten mark so far. Mm-hmm. Are any of the other people who have um, died been associated with the the lumber mill, the sawmill, or was uh, some, it just this one person? Some former employees, but again, they all seem to fit this this pattern that the the devils almost seemingly calling out those with with sin and getting mm-hmm. them to indulge and then taking them away in his in his carriage. So, are there bodies? Uh, or does he take them away? He takes them away in the carriage. I, uh, I've heard that, that sometimes he sucks their soul from them. Um, well, can you describe that? Yeah, he, um, it almost seemed like, like this light that was pouring out of Emmerich's eyes, his mouth, his nose and his ears, and just being breathed into into the devil this say this man that was sat at the table it does sound like he's sucking their souls mm. and then they they willingly went or they they flopped to the ground dead and he picked oh, em- them up and took them into his carriage no um, emmerich's body just fell on the table um the uh the devil picked up the the pot of coins from the game they were playing uh, they were playing uh, Polka's Pass, so there was a, there was a pot of money building up on the table. Uh. Um, he he took the he took the money, left the body where it was, and then left. Um, I think the uh, I think Emmerich's body is still with the with the town constable. I see. Some people he leaves; they, he takes their souls, their bodies stays. Sometimes they, he makes them get into the carriage with him. Uh, every other time in the town so far, it was that he's just he's taken the bodies. He hasn't he, he's got them to like I say indulge in sin, and then he, that gives him 
I don't know. He has, they have maybe they have to indulge before he can take them away, but whatever rules that he's bound by. But yeah, he's he's getting these people to do these things, and then he takes them away. Their bodily takes them away. So and they, they he opens up his carriage and they step inside. Hmm. We we that's what we've heard from a couple of people that have seen this. There's there's some that have dared to peek out the windows and see the see what's going on down in the street below them. Yes, it seems to have happened to the baker. I hope there's someone else in town that can make a decent loaf. But, uh, oh, yeah, she, she, she kind of sighs at that. Which uh, room are we staying in? I would like very much to get some rest. It's been a long trip. Oh, yes, certainly. Of course, of course. Um, don't worry about sleep uh, payment. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that. So it's, everything's on the house while you're here. Meals, uh, board, the a lot. That's very um, kind of you. Oh, least I can do for you've come this you've come this far. Uh, the as you can tell, she got gestures to that row of keys. Nineteen or twenty rooms, twenty vacancies. Uh, I can put you up in um, individual rooms, or if you wanted to uh, double up, up to you. Really, you've got your. Do you have rooms place. here on the ground floor? Uh, not on the ground floor. Only res- residentials up on the up on the second floor. Uh, but the closest ones to the stairwell. Okay, we we've got four that um, that look over the stairway. Um, she kind of leads you over to the step uh, to the staircase and then points up there. Uh, rooms one through eight are on the south wing. Rooms fourteen through twenty are on the north wing. And then rooms nine through twelve um, overlook the overlook the lobby. So there are f- those four rooms in a row. If you want them right by the staircase, <clears throat> seems convenient for us all. And Todden has his dogs. Um, oh, well, that won't be a problem. It's good because he likes to sleep with them to keep him warm at night. It, each their own, I guess. Well, I'm going off to bed. Let me carry my own stuff up. Good. So it's early Saturday morning now. Very early. On the twentieth. Solstice is tomorrow. Indeed. Uh, uh I'm sorry, I don't remember the hotelier's name. Uh, Rebecca. So so informal. Um I'll ask what time she rises because I uh you know, I, I think we should not, I'll want to sleep in tomorrow after that journey, mm-hmm. but we'll also want to have a full day and the day's so short. Gotcha. Yeah, she'll usually wake up, well, as it's kind of informal with only the four of you being here, she'll probably be up at about somewhere between seven and eight so that she can get breakfast ready. But otherwise, with it being nine o'clock being when the sun comes up, that's when she'll really become kind of active. So if you want breakfast, she's quite happy to do it anywhere between eight and nine, say when it's when it's still dark. Or when when it's turned light. No, no, eight thirty makes sense to me, and we can get out as soon as we know the wagon won't be rolling. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay, so unless um, anyone has anything they want to do, but um, overnight, um, the night will pass fairly uneventfully. Uh, the rooms are quite nice; they're nice and plush. The beds are well made. Uh, big and soft, so you can able to spread out in them, and nice and warm. 
and yeah, I mean, it's generally quite a nice, fairly, fairly upper class joint. This is uh, definitely a high class hotel. Unlike our current high class digs, no wings of it are rotting. <laughs> it's kind indeed, of an yes. exciting change of pace. Yeah, concealing murderous uh, creatures. Yeah, this this is but not your uh, Castle Gillencroot's level of uh, hospitality, mm. where you've got uh, revenants in every other room, uh, roofs leaking, floors are willing to give way at any minute. This this is this is luxury compared to home. <laughs> oh dear God! You said it's the the soul the the uh, solstice, the equinox. The solstice. The solstice. Solstice. Tomorrow Shortest night. Shortest day of the year. How convenient. Oh, did we remember to put something out for Queen uh, Queen Fairy? Yeah. The, the chef will take care of that back. Uh, back I hope so. Charts, I hope you. so. Yes, we've 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 pinned multiple uh, reminders. <laughs> oh, excellent. All over the kitchen, all over the front hall. And as, as you've uh, as you've quite astutely pointed the uh, the date out, and having been out last night, you will also realise that not only is it the uh, the solstice, it is also a new moon. So it's oh complete, completely dark up in the sky. <clears throat> well, what is the year? Eighteen sixty three. Well, I should like to have a good look around this town and see what we can find. I think um, a seance would be in order. See if what the dead can tell us as well about the ordeal. Is that something that you need the body for, Kirsty? It's a good question. It doesn't say in the rules. Do you need a body, Matt? I didn't nope. think so. All you need to do is know the name of the person you wish to contact. Mm. It's very unusual that a body is even extant. People tend to get rid of those quickly. Well, uh, it's I, winter, so they can't they can't bury it at the moment. True. The ground is quite hard. And it's wasteful to burn. I think I wonder, Victor, if you don't want to speak to the witness who's barricaded herself in the church. Yes, I I, I was planning on going to the church. I think. I think since you mentioned uh, in a small town like this, there's very little change over the course of time. The only thing that seems to have recently changed was the ownership of the, the sawmill. And that does seem strange. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think in terms of uh, vase and legends and so forth. Chop down the wrong tree and you piss off the wrong vase, you know. Uh, True. Also, I, go ahead. Sorry. I'm more of the impression that somebody has called this thing here to kill him. That's a, oh. you and all I the, and of all the people that he's taking, are there sawmill people who still have jobs? I mean, this is well, this is the, revenge. Not the baker, but there's definitely, I think this might have been a summoning that's left unintended consequences. Summon the devil and then not be able to send him back. No. Or uh, a deal with the uh, vase and gone 
awry. You know, you don't put enough parameters on a deal. And now that basin's like, yep, we fulfilled our deal. Now I get to do what I want. They cannot be trusted after all, fundamentally. We shall each of us pursue our various directions based on our ideologies. So I'll go talk to the priest and to the woman who's barricaded herself. What was her name again? Sylvia. Sylvia. You should also speak to the other the other witness to this. The other witness may be a bit harder to talk to. I mean, surrounding surrounding himself with a bunch of armed, scared people is hated by the entire town. You, Torin, also appear, you know, healthy and hale and armed and strong. Perhaps you could ally yourself with this group and and get more information. That's not a bad idea. Yes, if he's having a hard time finding men to hire because he's angered the entire town, here you show up with a strong dog and a good gun and a sharp eye. And while you then each speak to one of the witnesses, I shall prepare an excellent glue vine tomorrow and <laughs> warm my feet by the stove. Would you care to join me, Oscar? Perhaps you have some questions for the deceased? It's probably better to have more hands for the seance, yes. Yes, I, I can't take part in such a thing. Yes, because I mean, talking to things you can't see is preposterous. No, bear in <laughs> mind that I do believe the, dev- the, the, the dead go to heaven or hell. I don't believe they linger around and speak to people. So you're very likely to conjure up some sort of trick or demon, but... Uh, pretending to be. Just make sure you are careful. Check the dead's identity. Yes. Okay, so it sounds like you are going down the the classic horror trope of splitting up and covering more ground that way. Of course. Excellent. That's correct. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, though, your some uh, your spirit summoning. Are you doing that during the uh, during the hours of darkness, or are you waiting for the sun to come up for that? I I don't know enough about. I, I'm assuming my character would. Is there some effectiveness to doing this in the dark or versus the light or anything like that? Uh, generally, it doesn't seem to make a difference what time of day you do it. It's mainly okay. just the atmospherics. Uh, but normally you would want to do it in a room that is fairly dark anyway, right. rather than it being dictated by whether the sun's up or not. I'll, I'll wake early before the sun rises and do it then. Mm-hmm. And is Oscar joining you for that, or are you doing that solo? Your call, Oscar, if you want to. Well, now that you've decided to do it while it's still dark out, I'm a little reluctant because it Fair was enough. a long train ride. But I, I think that you need hands for a seance. You don't, you know, it's not a... It's usually an all-around-the-table thing. Or the campfire. You and I, one one side of the table and the other, my crystal ball in the middle, we can just hold hands. I wonder if we couldn't get Rebecca in, since she knew the party. That's actually a... It's her place. I think that's... I mean, you're the expert, but... No, I think that's actually a really good idea. So if she's willing, I don't... You know, sometimes you say seance and people look at you sideways. 
And she did write a letter to us to deal with the devil problem. I, I don't she know did. if she's going to yeah. be that okay. lucky. I'll, I'll ask her if she'd like to join us for this then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, she's uh, she's get uh, gets up early at the same time. So she'd be in, in a robe wandering around, kind of pottering around, getting coffee on and getting the stove warmed up and the like. But yeah, she's she's willing to entertain this. Okay. Saying that any, anything that will give you more info as to how to deal with this, it's it's going to be worth it. All right. And I, I have the role for it. I'll call the gentleman by name. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know that at least Rebecca knows. Yeah, it was Emmerich Ackerman. Emmerich. Yes, that's Emmerich it. Ackerman. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was no successes, but I can push it and re-roll except minus one die, right? Because then I have a condition. The penalty doesn't apply until after the roll. Okay. So. Okay, okay. Then I will... I'll take... I can choose the condition, right? Um, yeah, it'll be a mental one because it's based right. on observation, I believe, for the... Uh, right, 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 right. Um, like angry, like this This didn't work right. No, I'm not a super uh, spiritual vagabond, but is there any way I can chip into her effort as somebody in the seance? This is one thing that Vason doesn't really have. It doesn't have an assistance mechanic. Okay. Um, there we so... go. I got it the second time around, though. Oh, there you go. I got two. Ah, okay. So you potentially get some, uh, some more information out of them then. Okay. The room that you've got set up, I imagine the curtains are drawn still, and it's still dark outside anyway. You've got a candle uh, with um, set up on the table next to your crystal ball. And the three of you are holding hands, forming this little triangle around the table. And slowly that candle starts to flicker and the light almost seems to shrink just so that it's only you three that are illuminated at the table. The outside world is gone as far as light is concerned. And then as you're adjusting your eyes to the light and calling out his name again, maybe say getting a bit angry as the fact that he's not, not responding, you realise that sat cross-legged on the floor, just on the edge of the light, there is this man in a suit. But there's something odd about him. It's, it's just a bit too dark to, to tell exactly what, but something doesn't feel quite right about his features. But he sat there look, looking up at you. Someone, someone called my name. Tell me what happened at, at the moment of your death, Emmerich. What happened? I'm dead. What's the last thing you remember? Uh, I'd, uh, I, w- I was playing, playing a game. I was, I was playing cards. And I, my, I, I had a I had a good hand. I had, I had a trump. I had a couple of trumps, and I, th- I thought I'd go solo. I thought I could take the pot, and there was someone else at the table, and his eyes just almost go into a thousand yard stare as they open wider. Man in a dark suit and a hat. He laid out, he laid out all four vessels in front of me. All, all the all the trumps. He took the pot and what what did happen to me? 
we were hoping you'd remember. Um, oh, I, I just I just found myself in darkness. There was this. There was a moment of burning pain. And then I'm here. Do you have a sense of where your body might be? He looks down at himself and just prods prods himself. Okay. Uh, you do remember Can- that uh, Rebecca said the body had been taken to the uh, constables. So the okay, station. that's right. Okay. Um, can you describe what the other the other man looked like, the one that you played poker with? Yeah, he was a. Uh, well, it was a uh, polka's pass uh, they played. So it's a game that's fairly similar to whist. It's one that you'd one that you'd be familiar with. Um, he was handsome. He was tall, uh, dark suit, well tailored, uh, top hat, uh, of a kind of a goatee beard and moustache. Uh, quite in, quite intense eyes. Otherwise, uh, fragrant, uh, fragrant perfume or aftershave. Do you have any enemies? Someone who would want you dead? <laughs> uh, he, he shakes his head. I, th- I think uh, maybe maybe my father. Maybe people might want him. <laughs> might might not like him, but I, I've not done anything to hurt anyone. You uh, laid a lot of people off at the sawmill. Was that purely a business decision? I, business on the instruction of my father. That he was he was adamant he wanted people he knew that from the, from the business that would be running the running the mill the way he wanted. Mm-hmm. And you never saw the 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 fourth man's hooves or his horns no um i remember sylvia screamed saying that he had hooves but i didn't get a chance to look I, that was when he when he laid down the four the, the four jacks the four vessels do you think he was cheating i either that or he had a tremendous amount of luck it didn't seem like he was cheating. He just he played and he won and he lost hands through the evening up until that point. It's it not as though he had a card that you also had or something suspicious like that. No, no, he just had a better hand. The best hand, in fact. Yes, indeed. I can't, is there anything else, Oscar? I can't think of anything. No, I'm afraid, Emmerich, that... Um, we're sending you back to the dark carriage. Uh, oh, it's it's dark. I don't know if it's a carriage, but there's there's just nothing. Well, if we're successful here, I think um, you'll you can go someplace more peaceful. He nods. I I, I hope so too. Okay. I'll, you know, end it there, whatever the proper Go in words peace. Are. Yes, go in peace. <laughs> okay. In which case, he you can see he kind of unfolds his legs and he gets up. There's this horrible creaking sound as he does, almost like wood 
bending and about to snap. And he turns and starts to walk away. And it's as he does so that you notice it's those features that were on the kind of the edge of the light that seemed a bit weird. But his hair is more like tree bark than it is that it um, than it looks like hair. And as he moves, that again, this wooden creaking sound just follows him off into the dark. And then the candle flares and illuminates the rest of the room. And it's just the three of you sat there. Hmm. Rebecca looking quite uh, stunned and wide open eyes. The, the, the bark, the, the tree yeah. symbology. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's Vesson involved here somehow. He's not in a human afterlife. It, Father, tricky things. Victor had mentioned that, you know, he he had said something about cutting down the wrong tree, you know, making right. a vase and angry. There are you know ash tree wives and such that are tied to trees, and you have this man whose business is in killing trees. Down trees. Yeah. Yeah, well, we uh, since we were up early, uh, we can tell Victor and yeah. uh, Torin before they head out. Mm -hmm. uh, Rebecca, let's see about some of that breakfast. coffee. Yeah, let's get some breakfast. Yeah, so have a have a quick discussion and game plan over breakfast. Sounds like a good plan. All right, so you all oh, fed good up. Good morning. Good morning. I've been dreaming of Krampus all night long. <laughs> it's the season. Uh, well, uh, we met poor Emmerich, lost soul. Oh, he was successful. Well, he doesn't know much. Um, the devil or the creature, the interloper, seemed to be very lucky at cards and uh emmerich has no sense of being either in heaven or in hell or in purgatory or in any other categories he's just been in darkness and he's getting very wooden he creaks like a forest in the wind and in the shadows he's turning barky so menace we need to look into the woods I think I agree he didn't even want to fire people that was his dad's idea what, what excuse did he give hiring his own men I think was the excuse but you know, you know if, if, this, if this man is your enemy then what greater way to cause him grief than to kill his son we, we know that it's not entirely just a revenge scheme i mean we've got a devil driving around in a carriage floating above it, the ice and snow well, it's right something else is going on i mean as there's a, yeah, there's a lot kind of said, perhaps somebody brought it here to kill one person and it's gotten out of control. I should be very interested to speak to the local uh, Lutheran minister. 
and see why he hasn't driven the devil away himself. Sounds like he's been under siege by the Sylvia woman the entire time. Uh, who lost her marbles seeing cloven feet. How far out of town is the sawmill? It's in town, right? On the other side of the train tracks in the north. Pretty much on the on the edge of town, but it's still within the town itself. Um, in fact, it's the because the tree line comes quite close to the town boundary in various parts. So, yeah, it's it's definitely not outside the town. It's not like you have to go like five miles into the woods or anything like that. Okay, it's it's very we, much part of the town. So likely there would be a river there. Like, hmm, what? Sorry. I said, isn't it likely there would be a river there? Because for a sawmill, wouldn't you need to have your power from mm-hmm. something? Yeah, the, you know, water there are various There are various streams. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, um, Oscar would probably remember there is a water wheel there. It then connects down and goes, uh, flows off to the east and then eventually connects with the, with the lake. Uh, who, needs, who needs streams? You can just burn coal forever, right? <laughs> No way that could ever come back to haunt us. Years who from needs, now. Who needs coal? Uh, well, <laughs> there are, it's his mining company. Um, well, as soon as it's a little later, I'll go over to the, the, the church. By the, by the time you end up finishing up breakfast, then there's, there's the first signs of light outside. And it so rapidly starts to become a blue sky rather than just being this black void above you. And the snow has stopped. So there's literally still nice carpet, about probably two foot of snow out there now. It probably means the nights won't be pitch black because when you've got a full field of snow, even starlight is somewhat bright. Doesn't mean it'll stop what the carriage, though, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, someone would get harness the sun to chase the tro- if it's a troll, we could turn it to stone. Oh, that it's a troll. That we we have this very persistent like nature theme, wood and bark and uh, wood out sawmills involved in all of this. I don't I don't know. But what about the coins? Why does it give people coins? This is something I maybe we'll take up with the Reverend Bergstrom as well. Uh, you know, it seems like is this town exceptionally steeped in sin that everyone would rather flee to the countryside than just refuse temptation? Or is well, the so temptation everyone, somehow supernatural? Every, everyone sins. Every, oh. every man, woman, and child. It's it's, right, but if the devil walked up to me and said, here's a shiny coin, would you like something that I'm prone to? A beautiful forever pot of blue vine that will never be empty. I would say, no, you're the devil. <laughs> Go away. And then I would close my door and he would have to get back in his carriage. But this town appears to be incapable of resistance. But maybe it's that's why I've said it's best not to speak to the thing at all. It might be some form of mesmerism. I also wonder if we should all carry vials of your holy water around since that might have been effective last night. 
Well, I have plenty. You put holy water into regular water, and the regular water becomes holy water. So I wonder can't really if dilute it. I wonder if the the coin is necessary in that who the victim is is accepting the deal. You know, like you're like whoever mm-hmm. this this basin is that is terrorizing this town. It's like you have to have a a willing person, someone who is accepting of whatever this deal is and then the devil wins and then that person dies do you know what i mean what if it like oh i mean well i mean the one story that we know of the person who got in the carriage afterwards killed his unfaithful wife and her lover i mean perhaps there is some kind of Perhaps the first place we should go is the baker's shop and find out if there's a crime scene there. It's also a good idea. You've touched upon a few things here that might uh, spark some memories amongst uh, various research topics you've done. So people can give me a logic and learning role and you might be able to put some of those together. learning is nothing because i like nature and stuff and books are stupid and i have a little bit of logic one success once again have rolled no successes tonight and that continues (laughs) you you sound like you're rolling my dice (laughs) anything from oscar okay so curse uh Percy and Victor, yeah, this is definitely actually, now that you're thinking about it, sparking some memories, perhaps something that Victor actually maybe stumbled across in the um, in the library back at Castle Gill and Crutz, but God, maybe passed it over because it wasn't a direct reference to the devil, at least not in the first part of the book anyway. Um, there is a tome, uh, a quite infamous one, that goes by various names, whether it's called the Grand Grimoire or the Red Dragon. In fact, the, uh, the copy I have is called Red Dragon. Ah. Um, that outlines a particular ritual that is used to summon up the Prime Minister of Hell, uh, Lucifer's Rofakal, that the caster has to first create this uh, blasting rod and then go through this fairly elaborate process of summoning up this particular high-ranking devil in the the bureaucracy. Even in Hell, you get bureaucracy there. Um, But the deal that's made uh, by this rite or by this ritual is for the caster to be shown a cache of a large amount of treasure, which normally takes uh, the form of lots of coins. And part of the deal that's made is that, yes, you can have this vast treasure, but you have to give me back one a month. And if you forfeit doing this, then I will come to take your soul. So there is um, a connection between at least demonic entities and treasure in the form of coins. Yes, indeed. It's it's mostly nonsense, but you know that the, the, the legend exists, and we are often encountering things of legend, things that we can see that others can't, of course. The situation um, feels reverse of what you described that it's giving a coin it has it now has a lot of money and it's giving one coin to different people 
instead of the inverse. Yes, I, I agree. It seems reversed. Um, we, we also might be able to discount what some people have reported because people write the legends into their experiences because they, if you believe the devil has hooved feet, then whether he has hooved feet or not, you're going to say he had hooved feet. The devil throws money. There's so many little saw, you know, uh, wise saws. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm quite at a loss on this one. I'll, I'll go speak to the priest and the uh, and the, the the woman Sylvia. Oscar, you go. Oh, I was going to say, Oscar, if you're going to the bakery, I'll come with you. But if you were going oh, we with could, no, we Victor. can just to get the bakery. That's a good. That's a good protocol. And I'm off to go visit good old Christopher and his little personal army. We shall meet back here. I'll say in a few hours. Lunchtime. Have lunch together. Yes. Indeed. I mean, we're enjoying the hospitality of this very nice hotel, and I frankly would like to take full advantage of it. After this morning, I feel like, you know, she's just got to kind of she's got to kind of be on board, right? She's probably got a whole larder of stuff that's going to go to waste since there's nobody here. So we should really like, you know, just as long as she doesn't show up at the end dressed in black and telling us that now we must pay for what we have taken. <laughs> so the bed wasn't that comfortable. <clears throat> I'll just complain about the food off. and demand all your money back. Yeah, I'm off. <laughs> right, so it sounds like then you're splitting up and going in your different directions. That sounds like a great time for the curtain to descend for the intermission if people want a uh, quick rest break. Rest break. Right, so we're splitting up and going across Charlottenburg. Uh, so we've got the priest going, unsurprisingly, to the church. Got Torren and Oscar going to the same place. No, we're uh, Kirsty and I are going to check out the scene of the crime at the bakery, and I'm going to visit Christopher. Gotcha. Okay. the The closest to that is going to be the bake. Um, closest to the hotel is going to be the bakery. So that will be the the first one that chronologically takes place, and then we'll we'll go to the church, and then we'll go to uh, the uh, the other businessman. So, yeah, Kersey and Oscar arrive there. You can see that there's starting to be signs of life emerging now. Some windows are opening, some shutters are being pulled back. And you can see people looking outside and getting kind of the lay of the land as to what's happened. And definitely there's a bit of interest around the bake, uh, the bakery, but mainly from afar, people aren't really getting too close to it. It's almost as if they're worried that something might happen if they get a bit too close. So you are, you're not prevented from going over there. And there certainly doesn't seem to be any, any sign of any law enforcement here either. But yeah, the place is pretty much as you as you saw it last night. There's the imprint of the of a body on the ground, but no body there, and there's no sign of any 
carriage having pulled by or anyone else, and no one seems to have got too close to it, according to the footprints in the snow either. I'm assuming the bakery's not oh, showing signs that it's open for business. Uh, very much like the candlestick makers, actually, that when you go over to the front, it looks like there's actually a layer of dust over most things in there, but it's maybe been shut for a little longer. Mm. Mm. Well, what do you think, Oscar? I don't know. All these people are kind of nearby. Don't necessarily know they want to go breaking into this business. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a conundrum. If it were open, I could sneak in, but I'm not sure I could sneak you in that easily. I uh, can I can sneak easily myself. Well, let's um, you whistle and I'll check the door handle. If they've really left town, then it might be unlocked. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you going front or back? Uh, bakeries have a lot of late deliveries. Let's do the back. Okay. You head <laughs> round there, and indeed, the door is unlocked. Easy as pie. All right. Uh, so a quick search of the bakery itself, and then upstairs to the scene of presumably whatever... Mm -hmm. Whatever happened up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, definitely the bakery on the lower floor, or on the ground floor, where pretty much the, the main workings of the, the establishment happen. Doesn't look as though it's been used for probably a couple of weeks. Um, there's definitely the, the kind of closed sign at the front door. Uh, when you move it slightly against the glass, you can see kind of the outline where it used to uh, where it used to sit. So definitely this place has been shot for a while. Uh, it's a fine layer of dust over a lot of stuff in here. It uh, doesn't feel like the ovens have been warmed up in, say, a good couple of weeks. Is the, yeah. there, the, is there um, paperwork? Is there a name associated with this bakery? Yes. Uh, if you go to, there's a small back um, office out the back where there's a rudimentary paid, uh, paperwork has been done. It's nothing particularly complicated. You get things like bills and for like delivery of materials like flour and such. So the kind of stuff you would normally expect. There's nothing that stands out as being particularly odd here. Um, all the paperwork is made out in the name of Torgny Pilkfist. The beautifully named Torgny Pilkfist. Mm -hmm. Now, a town of this size, a couple thousand people, there might be three or four bakeries. So even one closing down is a sort of huge inconvenience for people. Mm -hmm. Two weeks, how does that compare to what you remember, Kiersey, about when the mill deal changed? That was a, a month ago? Was it a month ago? Yes. Yep. So it could be that Pilkvist didn't have business because so many people left town because they were no longer Dominoes, yeah. at the mill. But it also seems, and this is not a, uh, considering we have a recent event with broken glass in the sidewalk, this is not a devil-based. You think right. someone just leapt from the second story window in an act of despair or something? Well, let's go up and see what there is. Yeah. Yeah, let's go upstairs and see. Okay. Uh, you can give me investigate roles upstairs to piece together what's uh, what's there. 
Ooh, that is my poorest situation practically, <laughs> but I never roll That's a six, even when I've got seven dice. So oh, six. Uh, me too, actually. Just the one bunch of fives. So, you see, you just have to, you have to have taunt those dice and it <laughs> uh, brings the sixes out. Right. Um, you head upstairs and are able to uh, say piece together what's there, but it looks like he, um, whoever was in bed got out of bed walked downstairs, went to the front door, came back upstairs, and then threw themselves out of the window. Um, you find, though, that there is some more detail surrounding this that maybe puts things in context. Um, that The bed that's there is a double bed with two very distinct uh, tracts where people would lay in them, where the mattress has got, uh, just got flatter with age. Um, you do find that there's male and female clothing up here. Um, a small portrait that shows uh, a middle-aged man and a middle-aged woman. But there's no. there was only one body down on the ground. And it looks like one side of the bed is maybe a little bit lower than the other. Uh, plus some, uh, you find some, uh, not discarded, but put to one side flowers that look as though they've wilted. In, um, in vases and some notes that evidently are of notes of condolence are saying sorry for your loss mm. <clears throat> so like the murder-suicide we have a situation where someone was in a state of despair and accepted a visit from this uh, carriage Perhaps the perhaps the reason the Torin called the expression disdainful when it left us behind. Maybe that's because none of us were ripe for harvest. Hmm. Possibly. Um, so uh, it, it seems like the man was the remaining party based on the side of things and whatnot. Yeah, it looks like his wife of many, many years, uh, Karita is the name that pops up a lot in the condolence cards mm -hmm. um, looks like she she passed away um somewhere between two to four weeks ago mm -hmm. and that yeah he he committed the sin of suicide he threw himself out of the window hmm. yeah. why no body print why hmm. well why does the you know i mean why did i don't know how um post-life realms work personally but you know I, 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 I'm I prone to believe that Emmerich didn't have a sense of motion I don't believe that Emmerich is in that carriage and I believe these other people are in that carriage and they've all agreed to it in one way or another which means I don't feel any particular anxiety about meeting it at night again Although, again, we don't know what kind of temptations are possible. Or... I, I think Victor may be onto something. It might be some trickery or mesmerization. You know, I don't necessarily think these people are willingly doing this. Yeah, I mean, there might be a compulsion to take that coin, as it were, and then you're driven to finish the bargain but something is collecting people yes. and they're I, collecting them bodily, which is 
disturbing, particularly since the first victim's body is on ice. Maybe we should see the sheriff about this or whoever the constable in town. We should, if we could, yeah, if we could, I mean, I'm not a doctor, I don't really, but maybe maybe we can get somebody's opinion on what they think about the body. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I, I, we're going to have to hide behind Rebecca's skirts on that because mm-hmm. we are not, or maybe we'll get the Reverend to go and, you know, shine up his top hat and talk fancy. But I think we know what happened here. Maybe yes, we'll talk, maybe we'll uh, see if any neighbors saw anything, but. Good idea. Yeah, the, you know, after we exit quietly out the back, I'm assuming, um, I might go strike up a conversation with some of the people that we've seen observing it, you know, ask about the baker's life. What, what, what can they tell me about him? I guess. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this, this gets corroborated with a couple of people that you speak to. And particularly if you talk to one, then there's others that will overhear the conversation and might come and chime in as well. And it becomes, it becomes quite an open picture. It doesn't seem like there's much that's really, that's really hidden here. Um, Karita died of consumption and it was ever since then that Torgny, I mean they'd been married together for the, for the best part of 30 years that he was just a wreck afterwards um, okay. his, his pretty much his life fell apart he fell into what, what might be termed depression <laughs> or at least a deep, deep state of upset and there were a lot of people that were worried that he might actually go and do something like this anyway because they, they were inseparable so it wouldn't take much to push him over the edge. I suppose that's not very surprising then, although sad. Okay. Yeah, we'll go. Uh, you know, let's wander over and wait for the wait for Victor outside the church. Sounds good. I took some rolls, so from the hotel. <laughs> I mean, the rolls. Stale, no, the, you know, these were these are terrible. I took them from the hotel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so if you found if you found anything in the bakers, there would be there wouldn't so much be rolls, be more like uh, boulders. Yeah, <laughs> balls of green, <laughs> mouse cocoons. It's yeah, live! It's live! <laughs> making a nice little home for itself inside. Oh. All right, over at the church. So a little bit longer walk. Uh, you head over the train tracks into the uh, residential side of town. And then the church itself is also on the northern edge of that. So you take a left and end up walking down these long, uh, nice open streets. Uh, yeah, with very little sign of anyone really having uh, passed by. Um, you do notice there is a uh, there's a rather nice uh, looking young girl uh, who's dressed up quite uh, quite warm. She's probably in her late teens, early 20s that kind of rushes past you on the other side of the street. She's uh, not running, but definitely walking with purpose, uh, probably heading in the direction of the train station. Okay. But yeah, dressed, dressed up pretty warm. Um, you head to the uh, the church, which itself is a rectangular plot with a small vicarage outside of it. Uh, the, the graveyard runs around three sides, and then you've basically got this open grass, or would be open grass if it wasn't covered in snow, uh, with a gravel walkway that leads up to the front door. Uh, the front door's shut, but as you're approaching the front, um, the door of the vicarage opens, and um, a gentleman also in similar uh, similar attire to yourself, uh, complete with dog collar, um, carrying a tray 
that has what looks to be various slices of cold meat, bread, cheese, and so on, like a typical, typical uh, kind of breakfast foodie type stuff. And also a steaming uh, cup of coffee comes out from the vicarage, closes the door behind him, and starts heading towards the uh, the church when he sees you approaching. Good morning. Oh, good morning, uh, fellow uh, man of the cloth. I didn't Indeed, realize. Indeed, I am that... uh, uh, Pastor uh, Nistrom from Uppsala. Oh, you're a long way from home. Oh, indeed. How are you this morning? Uh, Not bad, not bad. Uh, It's been a uh, trying couple of days. You are the pastor uh, here? Yes, yes. Uh, He looks trying to think of which hand do I give you, but I'm both of them holding the tray. Um, It's no need. need. (laughs) But yes, uh, Pastor Bergstrom. Pastor Bergstrom. Bergstrom. Yes, uh, Va- Valentin, Valentin Bergstrom. Valentin. Named after the saint. Ah, I've heard a very interesting rumor that the devil is walking amongst the streets. Yeah, he, uh, he sighs. Yes, uh, Particularly, various members of the uh, of the town, or least of the community, are convinced that this is the case. I've got uh, one poor uh, young such lady uh, currently uh, taking as taking up residence in the church, uh, asking for sanctuary, and is determined to do anything to try and save her soul in the eyes of God. Oh. So, so, Sylvia Sundberg, her name is. Um. You have not seen the devil yourself, then? No, thankfully. Um, maybe having, maybe living so close to holy ground, maybe it's not, uh, not where his uh, wheels of his carriage apparently want to tread. I hear Perhaps. he's running around in some, in some big black carriage. They say. Is this? This is for her. Why don't we go inside then? Yes, yes, in, indeed it is. So yeah, please, please follow me. And he walks down the. They are towards the front of the church. And when he gets there, he unceremoniously with his boots, he kind of knocks the snow off them and then just uh, kicks sideways on the door a few times uh, rather than knock because he's still holding the tray. And a couple of seconds pass and you can hear the big, heavy bolt uh, or bar on the other side of the door being pulled back. And the door opens up a bit wider than like when the station master opened it. He opens up, uh, she opens it up probably about two, two or three feet. And this very dishevelled, very evidently sleep-deprived uh, lady in her probably late twenties, early thirties, um, is stood there, looking like she hasn't, uh, and smelling like she hasn't bathed in a couple of days at least. Um, she, uh, she sees the uh, sees the priest and very much is, oh, thank, thank you, Father, and takes the takes the tray from uh, from him. And then sees you there and says, "Oh, I, I didn't realise there were any other any other priests in town." Good morning. Uh, uh, shall we close the door? It's quite chilly outside. Yes, yes. Come, come in, come in, come in. You never, you never know. He might, he might be out there even in the even in the hours of daylight. I, um, I have come from Uppsala. I am part of a group of. Uh, uh, people who handle some of these kinds of problems. Uh, you say you saw the devil here. 
Yeah, she uh, she nods quite uh, quite vigorously. She puts the tray down on one of the pews. Um, it's a standard arrangement for a church up here. You've basically got a couple of rows sure. of pews. There's an altar at the end. It's very very basic and very cold in here as well. I've heard you suck his little cloven feet. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I uh, I knocked a I knocked a card off the uh, off the table where we were where we were playing uh, we were playing Polka's Pass. There, there, there were three of us until until he turned up. And everything seemed fine until I, so I knocked a card off the table, and then I saw those saw those feet. It's he, he, he's real, Father. This isn't some kind of delusion. I've seen him. He said he was coming back for me. Well, well, yes, my dear. Most of us have always known that he was real. We uh, don't usually see him, but uh, you should consider yourself quite lucky. You have the chance now to repent of your your sins, and and you shall not be attacked by him. I have seen for myself. I, I last night we arrived after midnight, and uh, walked to the uh, the hotel, and we encountered him on the street. Um, I used the holy water from the church, and he was not able to pass it. Ah, so he is. The devil, not the devil, perhaps directly, perhaps uh, Lucifuge uh, Rofokal, the she prime doesn't. minister. <laughs> uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't get the reference. I, I, I say this only because there are legends about him making. He's like the, uh, the 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 treasurer, the prime minister of hell, and he makes financial deals with people for riches and. Well, uh, gamb- there was gambling and there has been coin exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like at least it's following that legend. That's uh, well, that's kind of my job, uh, kind of trading coin. I'm, I'm the head of the local chamber of commerce. Who you are? So yeah, I mean, I I I, I, I worried when he when he said because he said at the table he wouldn't pass up the opportunity to go uh, to collect two souls steeped in as much greed as me and Christopher. And that he would he would come back for us. Are and you why... are you embezzling money from the from the? I mean, now uh, is the time to confess. Yeah, her, her eyes open wide, and she got, shakes her head vigorously. No, no, no. I've I've never embezzled. I've never committed a crime. Certainly, I, if if I can be accused of anything, it's that I maybe charge charge more, and that I take I take a larger slice of the larger slice of the pie. But it's not illegal. It's it's business. It's it's true. It is not illegal, but uh, Jesus Christ Himself said that usury was a very bad thing. You should not take more than you are entitled to. Um, yes, that that is avarice. That is the one of the roots of all evil. So, if if I are you saying if I give up my give up my money that I can I can send him away? I can I can avoid him coming to get me? I'd say that you need to uh, you need to repent, truly repent. You need to take whatever you have stolen and return it. Uh, and if you do not have the ability to return it, give it to the poor. Well, it's like like I said, it's not stolen, it's not illegal. But I, I can I I have no problem with donating it to the church. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather lose my money and keep my soul and my life. I, I look around at the church. Is it a nice church? Uh, it's very basic. Um, 
in fact, it doesn't look as though it's been really tended to particularly. Um, the floor's dusty. Um, there's some of the pews are a bit odd, ang- uh, a bit rough angles. Uh, yeah, it just seems like there's not been much care and attention paid to paid to the place. Well, if I mean that is perhaps one way to do it, but uh, uh, it would be better for your soul if you gave it directly to those who are in need, uh, the poor on the on the street, and uh, those who are do not have food or clothing necessary. I don't know if you have any of those in this town. It's very cold. Oh yeah, we we don't really have have many. I mean, there's there's a few folks that were employed at the uh, employed at the mill that were were laid off recently. Um, a lot of those haven't got jobs. Yes. Help those who need help. Um, I think you'd be safe to go out during the day. Don't go out at night because, I mean, I can't guarantee it. But I think that the entity, the name Lucifuge means uh, fear of the light. So it doesn't seem to come out into the daylight. Mm. Yeah, you, uh, you can see you can see her nodding away to this, um, kind of backing up your your words and your statements. There, do you want to give me an inspiration roll? Sure. Inspiration. Oh, there it is. Okay, and that's empathy. Oh, that's the most I've gotten to roll. Uh, one. Okay, one's still good. So, yeah, I mean, you can see that this was a fair, she was a fairly worried, fairly kind of sleep deprived. You probably think she hasn't slept since the incident at the hotel. Uh, lady that is fear, in fear of her very immortal soul. Um, you seem to bring a bit of a shine back to her eyes, a bit of color back to her cheeks, and she seems a bit more confident and, if any, not relaxed, but definitely a bit more relieved. She says, "Yeah, I'll um, I'll head back to my uh, my home now while it's while it's still light, and uh, I'll I'll get what I can and bring it back here for the for the church, and then we can help with the with the father's help. We can start we can start distributing it from from here." Well done, my dear. And she she kind of uh, suddenly kind of not lunges forward towards you, but uh, approaches and wraps her hands around oh. you, and you can you can uh, you can hear her gently, uh, not quite sobbing, but definitely tearing up. And just says, "Thank you, Father." Oh, thank you, thank God. Go with God. God loves and, you. And she uh, she rushes out about the time when uh, Kersey and Torin are heading up to the front of the church to meet up with Victor. Yeah, I see them coming. But I'm going to turn immediately to the priest. Father uh, Bergstrom, um, why have you neglected your church? <sighs> it's a sad state of affairs, I must admit. This, uh, uh, this community, you know the, uh, the old phrase, one cannot worship God and mam- uh, mammon and God. They, uh, they fell for Mammon a long time ago. Well, perhaps it's best not to judge them and to show them by your perseverance and your own faith that uh, yours is the better path. Um, we should get this place in order. Um, now the devil has come. Do you have any, any idea of how this has happened? 
he shakes his head. To be honest, <laughs> I've I've battled with my own uh, my own eroding faith for some time. Uh. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but it's trying to be a, a priest in this town is like a, a captain going down with a sinking ship. And I've I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. I I don't have. I don't have much I can offer, really. I don't know. Well, apart from this, this place is this place is turned away from God in not so much wanton disregard for Him, but just a general apathy and a concern more with more with material wealth than it has with with spiritual guidance. Maybe the devil sensed that. Maybe he finally finally saw that this place was a home for him and that's why he's come i see um and i i sort of reach out to to take his hands yeah he doesn't and resist take, and i say hmm it is very interesting i i don't see holes in your hands uh i i don't believe that you've been uh, crucified or given up or or, or despaired to the point when Christ himself was on the cross nailed and dying, he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He didn't condemn them. He says, you need to pull yourself together, man. You can give me another inspiration roll for that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> okay, um, it may just take a little bit more time with this. Uh, with this one, yeah. you, you kind of feel the kind of the not these hands are limp, but definitely there's there's just not much strength there, and that while right. there's not much strength in his body, you're fairly sure there's not much strength left in his soul. But he's not I, beyond. Uh, he's not beyond saving. I, I put my hands on his shoulder. I'm like, you know, uh, you're going through the dark, the dark journey of the soul, but you'll come out on the other side into the light. He nods um, and he says, I, I hope so. And now we need to figure out what to do about the devil. Ah, oh, here, my friends. Mm -hmm. right. And as they arrive, we'll shift the, uh, shift the camera across to Oscar uh, for a minute, uh, or Torum rather, for a minute. So. Torin is arriving solo at the, uh, the home of Christopher Sig uh, Sigurdsson. Yep. Um, you're in an area that's not too far from the train, um, not train station, the, not too far from the mill, uh, the sawmill. Evidently, when he owned it, he wanted to be fairly close to his uh, place of work, so he didn't have a particularly long commute. But this is also an area which is relatively upper class in the sense that the houses are a little bit bigger the plots of land are slightly larger as well and as you approach you can see that there are two uh, you think two guys out the front door uh, which from a distance it looks to anyone else it would look like they're just leaning on maybe some kind of broom or brush um, but you would be fairly familiar being a hunter that they're long rifles and that they're wearing quite thick, heavy outdoor clothing as if they've maybe been sent on sentry duty or they're going to be on sentry duty outside for quite some time. But they're, they're just chatting amongst themselves. You even hear uh, chuckling and laughter. Maybe one cracked a joke and the other, one, uh, the other one gave a little bit of a chuckle. 
as uh, as you approach. There's definitely no hint of oh we've got to be got to be on guard and worried because there's some kind of terror stalking the streets at night. They the Sony's a very jovial atmosphere between the two of them. No, I'll, I mean I'll have my rifle shouldered and my dog kind of in heel position at my side, and I'll hmm. I'll say if you're intending to shoot the devil, uh, you're here at the wrong time. <laughs> Oh, they, they they both turn and look uh, look towards you. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, you'll think you'll find we're here at the right time. Because while we're here, the devil ain't here. So that sounds like a great time to be here. Ah, so you're not out here to shoot the devil then? Oh, no, we're, we're hoping not to shoot anyone. Waste, waste of good bullets. Fair enough. I mean, is there good hunting around here? The better, I'm sure there's... Uh... Oh yeah, normally maybe this this time of year it ain't too great, but say uh, when it when it warms up a bit, it's definitely a bit better. There's uh, plenty of deer and other such out in the out in the woods. Oh, it's definitely worth saving your bullets for. So I mean, if you're not out here to shoot anything, uh, what's the point of being out here? Oh, we're getting paid to be out here, so we're out here. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I, t- I take it as you're here, you probably want to see the uh, see the boss inside. Yeah. No, oh, okay. I know he's definitely in the. Uh, well, the bookworm went in to uh, to see him a little while ago, so I can. Uh, I'll <laughs> knock you in. He turns around and brings up the rifle and just whacks the rifle butt against the door. And a couple of moments later, the door opens and this figure about maybe up just short five foot tall, hunched over because they were the prominent hunch on one side. A hooked nose and long scraggly hair, dressed in a butler's outfit, uh, opens door and looks up as best he can at the uh, the guard lean, leaning over him. I got someone here who wants to go and see the boss. Which point the uh, the butler looks up uh, looks up at you, uh, gestures. If you'd like to follow me, thank you. Well, I uh, can I take your coat. Uh. No, no, thank you. I'm okay. Oh, okay. You, see, you almost see a uh, look of relief on the guy's face because <laughs> there's there's a row of pegs where um, coats would coats. be hooked up. But yeah, there's there's quite a few up here, but there's there's still some uh, some empty spaces. He would have to take a stick that he's got laying um, got propped up against the wall to try and uh, push the hook up, uh, push the coat up to try and then get it on the hook because he's so short and stooped over. If you'd like to uh, to follow me, I will show you through to the uh, to the, the master of the house. And Thank he you. turns and starts uh, limping away down this down this corridor. But you can see either side of you that there's a couple of like, sitting rooms or reception rooms out front where there are more of these uh, folks uh, quite happily drinking coffee, uh, cracking jokes amongst themselves, and having a jolly old time. Um, again, guns propped up against seats, that implying that there's in- guards in the interior that are really also going to treat, and this is a bit of a jolly. Yeah, if they've been paid, paid to loaf around. I mean, that's, yeah. mm. especially especially on the day shift. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, you're led through this not labyrinthine house, but definitely fairly large house. It goes back quite a way and end up in a room that has a good view of the back of the house and the back gardens that stretch off, which are, say, just snow at this point. But with a couple of uh, folks with rifles uh, doing walks around the garden and around the back of the house. Um, This disheveled figure that's easily in his 60s 
uh, wearing a dressing gown, uh, very disheveled suit underneath it. Again, looks like he hasn't changed in a fair while, and the uh, the aroma is starting to build up in here. But it, it's been masked by lots of tobacco, as he has a, a pipe hanging from his um, hanging from his lips. Um, he sat on a large plush sofa with a, a coffee table in front of him, and around him are just piles of books. Uh, various of various degree of quality and age. Uh, there's at least a couple of versions of the Bible that you see on the table in front of him as well that are open at various passages. Um, a notepad and pen, which he's got, which he's scribbling down notes at. And another man in significantly better, uh, he looks less worse for wear, um, significantly better um, at health, sat on another sofa opposite him um, with a bag that he's going through and pulling out books and then saying, well, th this might be of uh, some relevance. This might be something that you find useful. And he puts that on the, um, the table in front of him. And the, the, the little conversation stops as you come in. And the the older gentleman, who's definitely worse for wear, says, what's, uh, what's, what's this? Who, 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 who are you? Uh, uh, pleasure to meet you. Uh, my name is Torin. Uh huh. I was with a uh, a group of individuals uh, who were sent for by Rebecca. Here you have a little bit of a devil problem. Re Rebecca, you you mean Rebecca at the hotel? It's the only Rebecca I can think of. That's the one. Oh yeah, we've we've got a we've got a devil problem, all right. I mean, although we're uh, that's what we're working on here, and he gestures towards all of the the books in front of him. But yeah, we're we're working to hopefully uh, get this get this problem solved one, once and for all, and get it get him out of our fair town. Uh, have you um have you have you met? Uh, he points towards the man opposite, um, who probably shakes his head, says, "No, I don't mm. think we've been introduced." Um, he stands up and offers a hand. Um, Sten uh, Sten Bjorklund, I'm a uh, the the town's premier bookseller. Uh, I I stock lots of Lots of occult and religious texts, and hopefully you'll uh, find something in here that can uh, help out our our friend here. Oh. I'm just uh, I'm trying to get a lay of the land. Uh, I've heard that you were you uh, Christopher were present uh, when the devil first appeared here, and he nods quite definitively. Yes, yes, I was. Uh, it was uh, poor Sylvia that saw saw the first signs of it and sort of screamed her head off, drew a lot of attention to uh, to everyone around the table. But yeah, we we were the three of us, uh, me, Sylvia, and uh, Emmerich were playing uh, playing Polka's Pass, and yeah, this this fourth joined us. I mean, you, if you know the game well, you know three fours better than three, and. Yeah, everything was fine up until up until that point, and then, <laughs> no pun intended, all hell broke loose. <laughs> so, is, do you do you normally gamble, or did you normally gamble with uh, with Sylvia and uh, Emric? Was his name? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've I've played cards at the hotel for years now. That it's it's a nice place. We kind of our, we have our table that we have um, in the corner of the bar. 
uh, I, I'd been playing with Sylvia for on and off for a while. She she, she joins games every so often, uh, not every not every week. Um, Eric was new in town. He was uh, actually who I sold the mill to, or rather to his his father's company. But he was the uh, he was the new manager there. He was running the place, and he was quite happy to uh, to join us. So he was getting to getting to kind of be one be one of us in the town, and hell, I like like spending all the money I've got now from having sold the mill and not having to work now for for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Now, this devil. Uh, what what time were you playing cards when you walked in? Oh, we we normally start about seven or so and we we have a bite to eat as well probably about uh, about eight and then normally wrap up about 10 but uh he, he must have come in just after we just after we eaten so probably about eight ish and was he there for the full two hours afterwards or when when did he uh it was i think a little after nine so after about an hour or so of him uh, having joined us he had any. I mean, you're gambling. Has he had money with him already? Uh, yes, yeah, he had. He had. He had money. In fact, he, he bought in quite uh, quite readily and quite happily. Any any inkling about why he showed up at all? Like he he mentioned that he was just a, a traveler passing through town. He was looking to stay the night. Um, he hadn't got. Any anything to entertain him, and he saw that there was three of us playing the game. When, when, as he said, no, it's traditionally suited for four. He said I could be your fourth, and we we took him up on the offer. You already know, knew. You already knew how to play. Yes, he knew. Yeah. Right. I guess his what he told you. Do you have any? Do you know of any reason why, say, uh, the devil would have an interest in? This little town of yours. He he shakes his head. I honestly, I honestly wouldn't know. I mean, I'm not much of a religious person. I'm taking very much a he gestures at the books, taking much of a crash course here, looking for any and and all and any way out of this. But if anything, I'm just more more angry than anything else. I mean, I I worked hard all my life running that uh, running that mill. I mean, I took it over from my father. Uh, I've been running the place. Uh, consistently, I have always treated my feet, uh, people good. I've made a lot of money out of it. Now that I've uh, finally sold it, and I can relax and enjoy my uh, my wealthy retirement, this happens. It's almost like God's out, or God, or the devil is out to punish anyone who's actually a decent businessman and finally makes a degree of success. What kind of a world is it when this happens? Well, I, I, I certainly. <laughs> Couldn't answer that question, but why don't you move? I mean, this place is a ghost town now. Seems to be a man of plenty of means. I, I like it here. This is this is where I, where I was born. I've grown up here. I, I, I like my house. Why why should some why should some demon in a suit find uh, push me out of my own home? And uh, has he come by here at all at night? No, thankfully. Uh, I mean, I've hopefully I'm uh, thinking the uh, the amount I've invested in uh, this small little militia 
has uh, shown him that I'm not I'm not messing messing around. That if if he tries to come in here, then I'll, I'll meet him back with as much force as I can muster and as many bullets they can fire. Shame, but uh, I see I'll kind of like tap one of his books. Uh, you don't seem to uh, trust in the uh, the martial force you have here. Looks, I mean, uh, you're looking for something beyond bullets, right? Well, just in case. I mean, I'd rather have a definitive uh, solution that will get rid of him sooner rather than later. Um, all that the uh, the guards are doing at the minute is showing him that he shouldn't come wandering around here, but he's still wandering around. That's the problem. I'll kind of turn over to... Uh, Stan was your name, right? Yes, he, uh, he perks up. Yes, that's that's me. And these these books, they're all they're all yours. Well, they're they're from my stock. Um, yes, I mean I, I run a bookstore in town, so um, I have lots of lots of texts. I, I do lots of mail order stuff, so uh, stock tends to linger around while I'm waiting for people to confirm whether they want to purchase certain items or not. Uh, and yeah, um, so it lingers. So I've I've made an agreement here with. Uh, with Christopher that say if he wanted to uh, to rent some of them or at least borrow some of them, um, he'd pay a nominal price rather than buying them outright. And then he'll, I can help him see if he can find anything that's relevant in these. You have any book? You sell any books on the black magic, perhaps? You can see he kind of looks off to one side and he ponders. Uh, we we do have things like that come in from time to time. Um, we mean we do. Uh, we did have a delivery from a house clearance uh, sale that came in uh, came in a couple of weeks, couple couple of weeks ago. But my uh, I, I haven't had a chance to look through it myself, and my assistant's been uh, been off work because her father's been pretty uh, pretty ill. So it's as far as I'm aware, the bo- uh, the boxes are still back at the uh, back at the store in the office, waiting to be cat- uh, waiting to be catalogued. Interesting. How, how sell local? Uh, no, it was a dealer that I know from out of town. Uh, she occasionally let, um, gives me kind of heads up on stuff that's coming in, and she um, say she helped me get involved on this in this say house clearance, and then transported the books up here, and I've basically taken a cut. Okay, uh, you're uh, an assistant of yours, or you said another because of the, her father. Yes, uh, Hannah. Um, Hannah Berg. Yeah, her father. Um, he's been ver- apparently very ill. He's, um, he kind of leans in almost like to do a stage whisper. I think it's more the fact that he may might be sobering up is probably what she's uh, worried about. That he uh, he's 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 become a bit of a, a, a louche, uh, a bit of a drunkard over the uh, over the last month. Not not his own fault, I think, but he was just uh, rather weak-minded and fell to the uh, fell to the bottle for help. So, are you are you sure that any and all books that would say pertain to summoning something like a devil to a place um, would be cataloged and accounted for in your shop? Well, I'd like, I, I don't know of anything off the top of my head that we have like that. I mean, that's 
Like, we do get requests for stuff like that from time to time, but it's not stuff that I'm aware of that we've got at the minute. But uh, I don't know if, if there is anything from the house clearance. I know that there were some occult tomes in there, but it was Hannah's job to catalogue it all. And then, like I said, she started and then her father became ill and she's not come back to the shop since. Uh, do you know if she took any of those books with her? He, he almost looks kind of a little in, insulted, but not uh, only mildly. No, oh, Hannah's a Hannah's a good girl. She's worked for me for years. She wouldn't she wouldn't steal from the shop. Well, maybe not advertently. Well, I, the, the only thing I can I can do is maybe suggest to to have a look over there. I mean, I, I can go back. I'm planning on heading back to the the store anyway after I finished up here. You are more than willing to uh, welcome to join me. Yeah, I would. I'd be happy. Just a uh, just a quick question. Which I have. A, well, I have another question for you, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know anybody who would wish to do you, Sylvia, and Erickson harm? He he's a little shaky. You can see he's getting picking up a, a cup of coffee that's slightly jiggling in his hand as he starts to try to chug it down. I mean, maybe people are envious around here that uh, the likes of me have. Because they managed to accumulate so much wealth and status over the years, and really well earned as well, and a lot of hard work went into it. Maybe the maybe the jealous, but I could I haven't I don't know of anyone who's ever kind of raised their head as a, and identified themselves as an enemy as such. That's uh, no, I can't I can't think of anyone really. I'm a, I'm a pillar of the community. I'm a respected man. Everyone loves me. I mean, you have plenty of people, uh, got a gesture behind me, who are mm-hmm. willing to defend your homestead. And that's, uh, that's something. Um, so, so they should be for the amount of money I'm giving them. So I just... <laughs> Sorry, I might be such an imaginative soul, but uh, is, is Sylvia wealthy? No, she's the uh, the head of the chamber, local chamber of commerce. She's uh, she's made a pretty penny out of that over the years. And Erickson, you know, manager of his father's new mill, I'm sure he was well off. I think you think his father was extremely wealthy. <laughs> I mean, he 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 paid outright the amount that he offered me on the uh, the, the first offer I got put to him. So he must be wealthy. Especially with the amount I quoted, I wanted for the mill. Did did uh, Sylvia have a hand in the selling of the mill? No, oh, I mean she she drew up some of the paperwork. Just uh, say being the being involved with the chamber of commerce, things like that, very much fall and kind of under her purview. So yeah, I mean she had a tangential involvement. Sorry, I just I just find it intriguing that the you know the three. Just the three of you at that table, you know, with your position as business types, all with some association with that mill, and well, the devil pays a visit to town, and he just walks right up to the three of you together. Yeah, his eyes open a little wide, and I hadn't really thought of it like that. Did the uh, this devil figure say anything to you? Oh, he made some bravado about uh, after he took. Well, uh, people are saying that he took Emmerich's soul. He did some some kind of light show. That uh, 
that he he made some kind of say bravado comment about ah oh, two other souls steeped in greed. I'm not going to miss the opportunity of passing uh, passing you up uh, before he left and said he said he'd be he he would come to collect us soon. But I, I take that as probably just to say terror tactics and bravado. Yes, well, uh, good luck with your research, uh, Sten, if, if you don't mind. Uh, you could go over to your bookshop, take a look at things. Yeah, certainly. I think I'm about wrapped up here for the day. Uh, you good with that, Christopher? And he, he nods in return. He says, right, like, yeah, well, uh, I'll show you over there. Right, and meanwhile, on the other side of town, or not other side of town, but uh, back at the church, the three of you are together. I uh, fill them in on what I I believe this uh, demon Lucifuge he fits all of the things you know the sort of descriptions Uh, he gives money and then takes it back in various means um I the woman who raced at, past us was Sylvia. She looked a, a bit of a mess, but not um, hopeless. She seems to have been uh, not exactly embezzling money, but uh, taking more than is fair. Um, she's going to take the money and... Uh, I have asked her to to try to distribute it to overcome the sins that she feels she has done. Um, whether whether she's committed a sin or not is unimportant. It's more that she believes that she has, which makes her a target for whatever this thing is that is stalking the, the town. Well, you might consider I, that most important. I think that, you know, that the, the challenge we've accepted in coming here is to rid this town of this night carriage. Yes. And I'm not sure that her personal guilt will have any effect on that. Is there some way to, I mean, some way to just just discorporate or disincentivize this visitor? It seems to have gone a little bit I think oh. traditionally anyone who could actually summon that particular demon must be pretty powerful. They would need a ritual of some sort, something very uh, involved. Um, I believe that it's considered one of the worst possible demons to summon. Um, and he makes bargains, he makes bargains that he all, always has the advantage of. Um, well, uh, Kiersey, tell tell uh, Victor what we saw at the bakery. Oh, um, yes, I, um, I did. The baker took his own life after his wife passed away of illness. Um, but it, it appears that he had some visitor before he decided to take his own life. And so, you like know, the suicide and murder, it seems as the people are doing themselves. It's possible. It, it, 
it's the old um, it's the old sort of story where you make a deal with the devil to have fame and fortune for a year or ten years, and then the devil comes back but, for you and takes you away. No, it isn't that story at all. Ooh. This baker was a guy who was in a marriage for a long time, and his wife died of consumption. Right, yes. the miserable death, yeah. and he survived I'm, a while, and then this thing comes to town, and then he leaps to his death, and as we saw, the floating carriage takes him away bodily. I'm, I'm speculating just on some of the details. Mm, what certainly. if uh, the priest, uh, Father, um, Father Bergstrom, he's told me that he feels like there's, that the town itself has become very avarice and, and very, very money-obsessed and less, less church-going than it was before. What if there was a deal struck years ago, and now the comeuppance is coming? You the know. whole town struck a deal in some sense? Well, maybe. Um, everybody seems quite happy to have lots and lots of money if they have it. Well, I did. I wondered myself why, if if this demon doesn't seem to do any harm to anyone unless they make a deal with it, why people would flee instead of just refusing. Uh, Kirsty and I were thinking about going to see the constable and perhaps the the late um, lamented Emmerich. Mm. And we have time before we meet true. at lunch. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't know that it would look any different than any other corpse, but it's worth a look. I wonder if anyone in town has a reputation for witchcraft, black magic, or anything like that. That would be interesting. I should ask Father Bergstrom if he knows of anybody with that reputation. Father Bergstrom. (laughs) Yeah, he he comes back out of the vicarage when he hears his name called. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I thought I heard you call. Uh, is there anyone in town that would have the reputation for being into the dark arts, the summoning the devil or performing witchcraft? Or... Oh, um, nothing quite that severe. Um, but we did have um, up until I think it was maybe a little over a month ago, about five, four or five weeks ago. Um there was a, a lady that lived in town, um, Hiveli, her name was. Um, she was very much a uh, kind of the wise woman of the town. She was very much a believer in the old ways, a bit of a herbalist, uh, did uh, kind of traditional folk remedies and, yes. and so on. Yeah. Um, but she, she's not around anymore. Uh, we, we suspect she's uh, passed on. Uh, probably in the uh, in the belly of a bear somewhere up in up in the woods. Oh, so she lived uh, on the outskirts or in the the hills. Oh, no, she she lived in town. Uh, she had uh, well, she had a family. She had a husband. Uh, had a had a had a daughter as well. Um, but but she, she used to wander. Yeah, well, she used to go out into the woods to collect herbs and other and other ingredients for her concoctions. Moss and mushrooms and bark and things. Exactly that. Hiveli was her given name or her surname? That was that was her first name. Uh, Hiveli Berg. That was her married name. And uh, her family? Did they move away or did they? 
for me. Oh no, no. Um, oh, the the family's had a just one one kind of mishap after another, really. Hmm. Uh, so Hivelli went out into the woods, and well, they the search party found her found her cloak, but they never found her body. But it was assumed that she'd been picked off by a bear. Sure. She otherwise why be out in the woods all this time? Um, and then uh, a week after that, the uh, the sawmill closed, and um, her husband, uh, his name Edvin Edvinberg, uh, he I mean he had some kind of accident if I remember right a few years back where he um, he lost a hand in I suppose you could call it an industrial accident. And the uh, the owner uh, Christopher offered to give him a job in perpetuity as kind of uh, kind of recompense for the uh, for the accident. So, mm. but obviously the new owners came in and well, all bets are off the table. He uh, he got he was one of the ones that got fired, and the uh, the poor guy's been uh, trying to find a job ever since. But a one handed, near crippled uh, man in his uh, in his fifties. There's not exactly much prospects for him, and he's unfortunately uh, to say he's become a bit of the town drunk. As a so he still lives here. Yes, he's, he lives in town, and his his daughter <laughs> works at one of, one of the local bookstores. Um, she's pretty much the only the only income for the household now, and is uh, looking after her father. From the last I heard. Um, can you point me the direction of their home? Or you say she works at the bookstore? Yeah, there's a bookstore owned by uh, one of our. One of our more prominent members of the town, um, Sten. Sten. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, clean up this the church. I'm 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 getting on it. Just need to find find the broom, and uh, I'll get sweeping. And right. the bookstore, I think we saw on the way to the hotel. Yes, it's on the main commercial street. That's the one. Yeah. Let's head over there. That's... Oh, in a in a funny state of coincidence, uh, as you head over there, it seems that Torrin is also heading over there with the uh, with the owner. So you you kind of meet up coming towards the uh, the place at the same time. That is Dog Boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello. What brings you here? Oh well, uh, Sten here is providing some research materials to Christopher, who's desperately poring over volumes, trying to find a way to rid himself of this devil problem. Uh, He recently got a shipment of interesting and occult books. um, And we're looking in to see if his, uh, if any of them have wandered off. Uh, He has an assistant whose family is in some quite dire straits. Oh, last name Borg? Borg? Yeah. Ever since poor Hannah went missing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah Hannah, the, uh, the assistant. Um, no, her Hannah mother went missing. Went missing. Her Sorry, mother yes. went missing. Oh, her yes. mother. I, I, I just knew about her, her situation Shirelli. with her father. I did not know yes. that. Her, uh... Uh, Stan, it's a pleasure to meet you. He, did you he extends a hand. Uh, did likewise. you know Hippley well? Uh, not, not well. I mean, she was always a bit, uh, a bit of a spooky uh, lady. She uh, she had a certain clientele. Uh, I wasn't among them. Well, uh, it's nice to meet you. We're looking forward to seeing your shop. We don't get, uh, you know, out of uh, oops a lot that much. Mm. See uh, new and exotic materials. 
Oh yeah, I mean I've definitely uh, I've got one of the best selections in this uh, this region, really. Not that I want to blow my own trumpet, as it were, but uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, come come inside and have have a look. And he opens up the store, and it's a long, sort of rectangular main open room where there's a couple of uh, tables set up with display items, but mostly it's shelves around the outside of the room. And then at the far end, there's a curtain which uh, blocks an entrance, which goes back to a small kitchenette and a small office area back there as well. Uh, the office area has uh, various books that are in state of being repaired. So he does book binding as well and repair of some of the more damaged books he gets. Um, there's also a few crates and a table that's set up to, um, to one side where it looks like these are the books that came in through the uh, through the house clearance. Do you have an initial catalog of of the clearance? Uh, yeah, I should do somewhere. Uh, I mean, Hannah was working uh, working on that. She would have done. Um, she would have originally had the the invoice um, that would then show what's in there. She would have ticked them off to say if they're there or not, and then would have been entering the details into our ledger. So, I mean, there must be something around here somewhere. Are you so, usually closed on Saturday? Is that why Hannah's not here? Oh no, um, Hannah's staying at home because her father's ill. Uh, well, at least uh, ill or sobering up, one of the two. Um, he starts looking around, trying to find, uh, trying to find the invoice, and it, take, it takes him a little while. But he finally, um, underneath a large leather-bound um, ledger, he finds, "Ah, oh, yes, here we go. Here's the uh, here's the paperwork," and he, he hands it over to you to have a look. I'm looking for something unusual, mm. one of a kind, unusual book that may have appeared. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few items that uh, that definitely strike you as being. Oh, these are these are fairly rare or fairly obscure uh, obscure tomes. And then there's there's two items that really perk your interest. Mm. The first one is titled "The Annals of the Society," which you're fairly sure is a book that's in your library which is a tome that would be present in um, the chapter house library of, um, well, at least the library of a chapter house of one of the places where the society would be based. But, you know, your copy isn't missing, so this must relate to somewhere else. Else's. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another entry that is just listed as Black Book. Right, let's see if we can find these on your end, they haven't been sold. Oh, no, 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 anything back here wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been sold as yet. Yeah, these are the Let's new see. shipment. Hmm. See if we can find these. Sir, what family did these come from? Or estate? I, he again he flicks through the uh, the paperwork. I was a house sale in Matala, I believe. Uh, you'd, you'd be aware of Matala. It's a town again, way way down south, so it's quite away from here. Are we aware of a chapter house down there? Not that you're aware of, but then a lot of the society's records are all gone because of the 10-year period where this where it wasn't in existence anymore. Right. So it's possible there's an, there is a chapter house down there that you don't know about. Okay. Victor, we're going to have to get this book. I don't know if we yeah. can afford it, so we're going to have to figure something out. Let's, let's get the them. find them. <laughs> Goodness, let's find them. Let's find these books. Oh, yeah. Right, go and see if we can look at the books. 
Yeah, and going, going through the crates doesn't require a roll because it's you literally just go through crates. It's not like it's hidden. Um, you find the copy of the Annals of the Society. That's there. Yeah. There's no black book. No, there uh, was, though. I'm, I'm sorry, Sten, but... Uh, I mean, I know it could be a little lacking of tact, but uh, you are missing a book here. Oh, you... You sure? But he, he looks a little kind of worried about that. Yeah, no black book. Oh. No, she couldn't. She couldn't have taken it. She's a she's a good girl. She's worked for me for years. Perhaps she, she just borrowed it. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like a, a much better explanation. Yes. Could yes. you tell us where she lives? Because we would really like to get our hands on this book. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, he gives you the address. It's so back on the residential side. Um, not too far from uh, from the mill, but more in the kind of seedier part of town. Gentlemen, shall we? Thank you very much. Uh, we need to purchase this particular book. Um, it, it relates actually to some friends that we've had many years ago. Uh, oh. We've been trying to oh. find information on them. Oh, certainly. Uh, how yeah. much would something like this be? Oh, he, he takes a look at it. He does like a quick appraisal. Says, "Well, um, if if you want to if you want a price like on on the spot, I can do you um, do you a fairly good deal. Especially as you say, it's got some got some uh, family connection. Uh, he makes you a reasonable um, offer for a book of that size and quality. Maybe it was slightly on the higher side. He's got then, to make a profit." Yeah. Um, is we, how do I know if I can afford it? We have two resources. We points. have about to say we have resources. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep, the, this would be equivalent to both of your resource points because it's okay. going to be a relatively uh, major spend, but it is an it is an item of significance to the society. Do yep. we want to do that? I yep. we have no choice. I think I think. Yeah, I think it's important. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Any. Uh, gratefully hands it across he wraps it up as uh, he would do with any other book so uh, tie a string around it as well and so to make sure it doesn't get damaged says uh yeah thank you and by all means uh come come again if you want anything um, you're looking for anything else in particular thank you very much can, can any of you actually hear confessions because um i've kind of told a little white lie and the devil is coming tonight to take my soul oh, I, to I hell think- I think you can tell Gustav confessions. Oh boy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. I think we're finally getting somewhere. Go visit. Yes. Let's go visit this Berg home. Do you think there's anything we should do or can do to protect ourselves? It seems like this poor girl has read something she shouldn't have in a condition of grief and desperation. Well, let's hope she's on the uh, the remorseful side instead of on the further vengeful side. That's Otherwise, funny. we may have to shoot faster than she could speak. I had possibly thought maybe it was the mother, you know, disappeared, gone to be in nature. I think that it may be very likely that exactly what you said happened. She got caught by a bear or a wolf while collecting and died. And now her daughter seeks revenge for the uh, 
the man who no longer has any kind of source of wealth or, or it could be that that the uh, that the mother pre- pressured hannah into taking the book in the first place but we'll see we'll see Possible. we'll find Possible. out Possible. She I was an see... occultist, I think they said, and uh, who knows? Who knows? A, she was a practitioner, which could mean anything in a place like this. True. It, it, you would be surprised Vason sometimes find a way of, of edging themselves into our worlds and, and mm, marrying yeah. and having children and passing for human and no one knows is the wiser. No, it's true. She could She could be on the other mm. side and have fooled them. Hana could be half human. Well, let's go find out, shall we? I mean, hopefully. I mean, if the mother was a basin and turned herself into a tree at the wrong time, then you should please do that. That's, that is entirely possible. Hi ho, hi ho. It's off to fate we go. Oh, please don't die. Grenade. Yeah. <laughs> right, you trudge back across town. And uh, you get to the uh, the address that you've been given. It's not exactly a uh, grand establishment. It's a small cottage with, you think, probably a very small upper floor uh, with a couple of windows that are basically poking through the uh, poking through the roof that wouldn't provide much light to the rooms that are up uh, that are up there. There's a front garden that looks like once upon a time you can see bits of. Uh, vegetation poking through the snow. It looks like a very overgrown herb garden that hasn't been tended to for a long time. Um, otherwise, there's a front door, a couple of windows either side of it. Uh, you do notice, though, that there are footprints in the snow indicating that someone has come out of the building and then gone back, um, gone down the street, and of course the footprints just go off into the distance, and then come back again. And Victor thinking of uh, the direction they're going you remember seeing a young girl that passed you on the way oh. to the church that these tracks would co- correspond with uh, the way that she would if she'd gone a couple of streets over that she would indeed have passed by you right I, I was going to say good morning to her but she was in a hurry and went past rather quickly I wonder if that was her do you think it's very cynical if I consider getting a bottle of fortified wine to take to Edvin, the father? <laughs> Maybe no, but we could we touch. could say that we're there to see how he is. I, I don't know. How about some soup? Well, I was thinking more of keeping him out of the way, and ah. that's why it's cynical. I don't know if I could buy such a thing in this town on a Saturday morning with the town half empty anyway. The general store was uh, was down by the train station. Well, if we're if we're worried about this young lady knowing some vengeful dark arts, I don't know if intoxicating her father is going to get us on our good side. Let's just see what we, what the situation is. We have. I, I don't think if she found some sort of uh, uh, Svartenburg and, and uh, summoned up the devil, it would have been a rather long ritual. She wouldn't have it like instantly memorized. Yeah, uh, I think she just made a mistake, honestly. All right. Yeah. Um, Perhaps in grief or anger. Well, I'll sneak around the back and peer through the window while you knock on the door. 
okay. If um, keep your eyes peeled, uh, she could have just left the book sitting there. Grab it when you see it and put it in there. <laughs> I'll whistle twice sharply if I see any danger. Okay, so Oscar goes round the side of the building. Um, you don't need any stealth because there's no one like waiting or watching there. Uh, going around the back and looking through those windows, you can see there's a long kitchen that runs almost the length of the uh, the length of the back of the house, and it's a, in a complete state of disarray. There's under there's unwashed plates, uh, there's piles of uh, food that have been discarded, and that are now starting to grow things out of them. Yeah, it, it's a it, Think of it as almost like a student digs kind of uh, site, like a student kitchen in today's today's term. This this place is filthy, terrible disarray, no obvious intention of evil. No, just uh, slovenly. Yeah. Oh. And Victor goes up to the front door and knocks. Um, as you knock, you happen to glance down. And you notice there's something laying in the in the snow next to the door. Looks like a piece of a piece of like a ball of crumpled up paper that's been thrown in, kind of crumpled up in anger and then just thrown down on the ground. I'll, I'll pick it up. What do you make of this? I, I'll I'll hand it to uh, Kersey. Okay. Let's looks, see what is it. Looks a bit like this. Mrs. Berg, stop. Your assessment of the situation is drastically inaccurate. Stop. This is nothing more than a minor setback. Stop. If you believe that I will sell the business to you for your pitiful offer, you are sorely mistaken. Stop. And as for the loss of my son, this is also a minor setback. Stop. I can easily send another. Stop. Do not bother to contact me until you have learned more about business. Stop. Yours, stop. Rickard Ackerman, end. Okay, says the uh, typewriter hasn't really become uh, particularly uh, widespread at this point, if at all. Um, the telegraph system definitely is, but messages would come into the telegram office by hand, so this looks like it's a transcript from the telegram office. Uh, I wonder if this family attempted to buy the mill from that gentleman initially. And he went with the person with the higher offer. And they've been trying ever since. Well, no, no, no. I think they... The Ackermans are the new owners. Yes, yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying perhaps this family, the Bergs, initially attempted to buy the mill from the previous gentleman. From Christopher. And he sold it to the Ackerman. And now they're trying to buy it from the Ackerman. I don't... I, maybe that's why. But the loss of the son is interesting. Yes. Well, no, what do you mean send another? I guess he had several sons. And he's got a heart full of love. Air and a spare. Oh. As Christopher has indicated, uh, the Ackermans are just incredibly wealthy and they didn't even try to negotiate down on the price, which also sounds odd to me. There's something weird going on here. This telegram also suggests that maybe rather than having a conversation with young Hana, we should just surround the place with firing, fiery staves and then a moat of holy water because it sounds like this is a very much intentional. 
Everybody Unless this is mother Berg and not daughter Berg, but it, the paper has not been out here for a month. It says Ms. Ms. Not M R S. Well, that didn't exist then anyway. Oh, did it not? Okay. It's from the thirties, I think. Mm. Ms. Wouldn't that be Monsieur? <laughs> well, in fact, in Sweden, it would be like free. Yeah. <laughs> I've already knocked, so... You've already knocked. <laughs> yep. Um, about, it takes about this long, because there's no immediate response. But then you do hear this kind of thud inside. And then... Oh, ow! Oh, I come, I'm coming! I'm coming! And the sound of evidently someone vomiting quite badly inside. Hi, Edwin! Um, <laughs> Uh, followed by the sound of light running footsteps coming down the stairs uh, from up above, and a muffled voice girl crying, "Father, you you okay?" And there's evidently some some movement inside, and finally the the light footsteps come to the door. The door opens, and yeah, yeah, Victor does indeed recognise the uh, the young lady that opens the door. Uh, she looks between the the four of you. Uh, Yes, how, uh, good how can I help? Good morning. Uh, you are Miss Berg? Yes. Your father, Edwin, does your father need help? Uh, he, he fell off the he fell off the sofa. He's uh he, he's okay. He's just he's, he needs to rest uh, rest a little bit. Uh we have come to discuss a few things with you. Would you mind if I, we come in? Uh uh, if you uh, if you like, uh, it's, uh, I, I'll apologise in advance for the uh, the mess. It's uh, no, no, no need to apologise. We've come quite a long way, so okay. She she looks a little nervous, but she opens the door and kind of gestures for you to come in. Um, before you even come in, the smell hits you. Um, the combination of vomit, urine, body odour, and alcohol. That's radiating from the from the living room area. That's off to the right. Um, peering through the door, you can see that there is uh, this hovel of what used to be a living room. There's what look to be bottles scattered over most of the floor. Uh, some of them in brown paper bags. Others others blatantly open. And this sofa that is now so caked in urine, excrement, and other such odour that it seems like the father has been laying on that thing for a, for a while and uh, probably relieving himself there as well. Oh, he's, he's kind of passed out half over the edge, uh, the edge of the uh, chair as he's trying to reach for a bottle and then just start snoring. How old is Hannah? Uh, she, you think, is probably in her late teens, early 20s at, at the absolute most. Um, well, yeah, you, you want to go ahead, Victor? Uh, yes, Hannah, um, we are not with the police or, or any authority in the town. We are investigators. Um, we are looking for a small black book that you may have borrowed. Her eyes that? go wide. That, that you may have borrowed. 
um, we're not going to say anything, but we would like to have that book, please. Okay, you, you say you're not with the not with the police, so you've not no, spoken to... No, you're not in any danger of being arrested or anything like that. We know that you just bought it. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, you see, there's a... I'm sure you're aware your town's experienced a little bit of a peculiar situation of late. She, uh, she kind of, not shrugs, but kind of... I, I, I've heard things, yes. Yes, you can't be very... Uh, do you have the book? Could you get it for us, please? Um, yes, I, uh, I, I do. Uh, I do have that. If, you, uh, if you'd like to wait, and she gestures over to your left, where there's what looks like the dining area. Basically, it's a couple right. of... Uh, it's a long wooden table with a few wooden chairs around it, and nothing particularly... Uh, nothing particularly plush. It's um, it's upstairs. I just need to uh, to go and get it. Certainly. Uh, my this is my sweet pop Holda. She she and I will come upstairs with you. Uh, and uh, you know, and and after we get that, we we're going to help clean up around here. I know you've had a hard time managing. Yeah, she uh, she nods specifically about the uh, having a hard time. Um. She is somewhat reluctant to let you upstairs, though. So if you want to give me a manipulation roll, you potentially get her to um, get her to let you up there. This is where my uh, deception talent comes in. Ah. Because I do not trust this young lady one whit. Well, I'm sure she's perfectly innocent. Ah. <laughs> uh, Nine dice. If I can't get a six out of nine dice, a couple of them, two, three sixes. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you uh, you pretty much have a wrap around your little finger, especially as uh, Hold little doggy looks dog. up and he's yeah, yeah. going, oh, oh, oh. Don't eat that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sure, it's, it's it's a bit cramped up there, but uh, yes, yeah, we're going to help with all of this, Hannah. Yeah, we could. I, I could do with help, but as she she's kind of talking as she's heading up the stairs with you following behind. That I, I I have I've had to drop everything to just having to work as much as I can at the store, trying to get as much money as I can do to try and support my dad, and uh, uh, you, you don't know how hard it's been. Yeah, I, I I had a, a dad like that myself. In mm-hmm. fact, mm-hmm. she she gets to the top of the stairs, and the landing up there is pretty much just enough room for her to stand on. There's not really any other space up there. Um, there's a door on the left and the right. She opens the door on the left, which is like, would it be over the dining room area, mm-hmm. and inside is little more than a bed, um, a very small wardrobe. Um, a chest and a little uh, dressing table. She pulls the bed aside, kind of matching the scrapes on the floor, um, and then goes over to one particular floorboard that's slightly pried up, which she pulls it. Um, she pulls it back, and there is straight on, uh, straight in view, this black octavo-sized leather-bound book. 
but even then it's not really like hardback it's uh, just black leather that's forming a soft uh, soft cover around this handbound uh, material it's laying on top of a large bag like a like a duffel bag that seems like it's quite full of something that's also sat under the floorboards but she just picks up the book because that's all you asked for mm-hmm. and then turns around and well, gestures and they, here it is oh well, that's, thank you very much this is very important uh what what do you have underneath it how does that smell like something yeah I've, Dog kind of uh, wanders over and sniffs and looks a little bit perplexed and kind of looks back over going, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's get downstairs and join the others. Uh, I, know, I know you've been struggling on your own, Hannah. Um, do you know what, where what happened to your mother? I don't think it was really a bear. Your mother knows better than that. Well, that's that's what I thought, but the woods are strange, a strange place. And she's mm-hmm. she's been careful out there. She was careful out there all her life. Uh, we 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 searched everywhere that we could we could think of, and we just found the only thing we found was a cloak of hers. That's all that we found. That's mm. been a very hard year. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. We're we, we're here certainly to help you and, and help the town. Uh, and this book is the first start. And let's hop downstairs. As, as you've been talking, you hear a very uh, triumphantly sounding dog going, <laughs> and uh, turning around, you can see that uh, your little doggy has uh, nuzzled into the bag and has now got a what looks like a gold coin held between, held between their teeth. Aldo, don't eat that. You're a very smart girl. Thank you. And drops, uh, drops it at your, at your feet. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's it's an odd gold coin. Uh, in fact, you can give me a logic and learning roll to see if you actually recognise what the hell this thing is. Haha! <laughs> five dice, nothing. Uh, it has the crown. It has the the face of Carl the Fifteenth on one side, and it has it's marked in Swedish on the top. It looks almost as if it's fresh off the mint. But this ain't a this ain't krona. This isn't any. This isn't a dominant denomination of coin that you're aware of. Has Hannah gone downstairs already, or is she uh, waiting and looking on on the landing? Yeah. Are you making money, Hannah? Well, um, she looks shifty, back and forth. I, uh, I was, uh, I, I, I found it out in the out in the woods near mother's cloak. Uh, well, yeah, actually, as uh, as it as it happens. Hmm. Well, I'm not as wise as some. Let's go downstairs and talk about this. I'll start washing up in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'll give. Uh, do you, does the does the black book look more like something that Victor would understand or that Kiersey would understand? Uh, somewhere between the two. Oh, all right. Have a look together. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've got it. We've got a start. 
I can't, uh, and also Hannah's got um, an interesting stash upstairs. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna, um, if there's any soap in the kitchen, mm -hmm. I'm there actually is, gonna start. Kind of moldy. Yeah, I'm gonna actually start cleaning. Okay, and let yeah, the eggheads get at it. It's dirty work, but someone's got to do it, or is taking it upon themselves to do it anyway. Where is? Sorry, where, where's Hannah in all of this? Uh, she's gone back down to deal with her father, so she's back down on the sofa, kind of trying to wipe, uh, trying to wipe vomit off his mouth and make sure he's comfortable, but keep keeping kind of an eye on the others that she can see. Yeah, I, I would like. Well, when Oscar goes and washing dishes, I want to sneak upstairs. Okay, uh, give me a give me a stealth roll because she has a view of the she has a view of the staircase going up. This might be a terrible idea since no matter how many dice I have, I can never. <laughs> oh, even with seven. No. Push no. the roll. Push the roll. <laughs> you, can, you can take a condition and re roll it. Yeah. Can I try to distract him? <laughs> Give him an extra dice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is something we've say found in a few games we've played now that uh, the the lack of an assistance mechanic is just a bit bizarre. Uh, if you want to go over and uh, distract, then I'll give uh, Torrin yes. an extra dice. If you do want to push it, then you can get say re-roll them all plus one. Oh, no, we need to figure out a way to bathe. Yeah, your after father. after stepping <laughs> on a really creaky floorboard, I'm going to get angry because every time I've tried to do anything. In this damn town. Yeah. It's cursed. Yeah. And there we go. There's two successes. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey. Yeah, you're able to get upstairs without any problem. Victor is uh, very distracting, keeping her eyes away from the staircase when talking uh, when talking to her. So you, you get up there without any problem. It should be a team mechanic because we work together to make things happen. <laughs> well, there is that when it comes to fear checks. Because ah. uh, you do, you do get at least bonuses for bonus dice if you are act together as a group. But that's the only real time it works. The other free league systems have like this kind of cooperation to help each other with skill tricks. It's kind of interesting. This one doesn't. Or I guess here's here's a question. Sorry. So stealth is precision. So when I push it, do I take a mental condition still, or do I take a physical condition? It'll be a physical one. Oh, so I am not angry. I fall down am... the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. Let's see. It's been a lot of walking, and I had to basically rush up the stairs, and so I'm a little winded. Um, and then whenever I take a check now, what you now have a minus one. minus one. Okay, but uh, remember there are ways to get rid of conditions. So if you want to have a um, an instance where you interact with your memento, you can get rid of any one condition off the sheet. That works once per scenario. Um, otherwise, you'd be looking at medicine to get rid of physical conditions or inspiration to get rid of mental conditions. Perfect. Okay. But yeah, you you are upstairs, somewhat breathing heavily, but otherwise quietly. Okay. Um, so is that bedroom door still open on the left? Yeah, they, it hasn't been closed. Okay. I want to go the other door. On the okay. Right. Yeah, you, you open that up and the smell hits you again. 
Um, it now becomes uh, kind of obvious why uh, the father is downstairs because the bedroom, the bed is only his bedroom is in worse state than the sofa downstairs. Uh, there's crusted vomit down, um, up here, and yeah, it's not a pretty sight. Yeah, God. I'm not even up there and I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the revulsion comes down like a tidal wave. This is where the exhausted comes from. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's having to hold your breath while that while that door's open. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you you do catch sight though that there is uh there is still evidence of it being a double bed. Um, that there, there is a wardrobe in there that's been uh, somewhat trashed. Um, there were female clothes um, in there, but there's evidently no sign of anyone else in the house. Okay, and there's no like bookshelves or anything in there. Anything of like herbalism? Uh, there's probably the, something equivalent to the black book in there. That it'd be like a notebook that's been hand bound, where there'll be some notes and scribblings made in there. Uh, which, if you went over and had a look at it, would be things like traditional herbal remedies, things um, almost like a like a self-taught nurse or doctor. Right. That it's like for for headaches, take this amount of herbs, this amount of herbs, some oil, etc. Rub it in, and so on. That it's very much folk medicine and folk remedies. Doesn't seem to be anything in there like devil worshipping or anything particularly weird or wrong, it's very much she seems to be, if anything, quite a quite community-minded person that is all about mm -hmm. helping others and that she was using using her wisdom as a herbalist to help others. Okay, yeah. I was just trying to see if so it seems like any knowledge about striking deals with doubles for money was uh, Noth nothing picked up like recently. That. Okay. Back out I go. <laughs> Okay, and Oscar's continuing uh, scrubbing down in the kitchen, and then I'm assuming Victor and uh, Kirsty are having a look through the the black book itself. Yes. Yep. Yeah, well, this to Kirstie, yeah. this matches a lot of the description that you've uh, you found back at uh, Castle Gillencrutz as to what these things are. So you find there are numerous entries in here. After you get past the blank pages at the beginning, and likewise the blank pages at the end, there's an opening note. Uh, that reads about how this has come from the black uh, black archives of the uh, the devil's school in Wittenberg, and that it uh, was then held in a marble chest, and this, yeah, this little kind of history of the book. And then individual pages thereafter are all titled very much so, like how to free the spirits from uh, the spirits from hell, or the fallen angels from hell, um, how to. Uh, make one's uh, ironically badly titled how to make oneself hard it actually refers to making themselves strong it's a weird turn of phrase uh, but there is also one about how to make oneself horny how to uh, called, uh, cast love spells on others um, how to make people in a house sleep for nine days um, how to uh, pass invisible there's a whole range of these things um, some of them are rather what would be considered stereotypical witchcraft, like take the eyes of an owl, uh, put them in water, one will float, one won't, use that, combine it with a tooth, hang it in front of someone's door, etc., to cast this mm -hmm. uh, to cast this spell. Whereas others are more just passages that you recite. Uh, 
And for instance, the one that's all about calling up the devil is just a conjuration. It is just a passage you read. There's no special requirement to doing anything in that. It's very, you could see that as being very dangerous for someone to easily and accidentally mm. do. Hannah. She comes on, comes on over. Yes. Did you, did you call up the devil? to make a deal with him because your father had been harmed because your mother had passed away. She, she stands there and looks at you for a, for a good few seconds before finally she just nods in kind of defeat. Yes. I, I went out to the woods. In fact, I went to the woods from the, where we found my mother's row, uh, mother's cloak. And I, I didn't even think it was going to work. I was just doing it in, out of desperation because I couldn't think of what else to do. And yeah, he appeared. I called him. He came. What deal did you make with him? I said, I said to him that I know that there's the stories of being able to give me this kind of vast treasure that he, he can offer that if he, if he gave me that, that I could, I could use it to try and uh, to try and make an offer on the mill, but to do that, I'd need to I'd need to scare the owner. So I asked the devil to take Emmerich's soul because he was he was evidently he was he was wrong. He was he he shouldn't have fired my father. We had he had an agreement. He had a long-standing agreement that was supposed to last in perpetuity. You know what that means? It's until my until my father died, that was he was supposed to have a job for the rest of his life. Yes. But he just threw that away. And he's all because of him. That's what my father's turned to turn into this. And she kind of gestures back to the uh, the man on the sofa. And that it's it's breaking my heart. I've I had dreams of going to university. I wanted to become a teacher. All that time and money now it's it's gone. All those savings are gone after my after my mother disappeared or, or passed. And then what's happened to him with no income? I mean, we we've got bills to pay, and I I need to keep him safe. I need to keep him keep him well. And all the money I had for going to, going to university is gone. And I was just so angry. I just said. If if anyone deserved to have their uh, to have their soul taken in this godforsaken town, then it was Emmerich, and he said he Emmerich, the, the devil said he could make it happen. He would come. He would take. Uh, he would take Emmerich away, and if there was any others that he felt were worthy in the town, he would take them too. And in return, he'd give me the give me the treasure I needed as long as I paid him back one one gold one gold coin every new moon. <laughs> Every new moon. And tonight you need to pay him that coin. How oh, stop this? we have to look in the book, see if there's a yes, way to show us which, which spell you use. Perhaps there's a way to undo it. Yeah. Or she, at least end it. She opens it up. It's one of the first ones um, inside there of which it has, it has a passage that's not lengthy, but definitely, uh, definitely a good long paragraph entitled "To Call Up the Evil Spirits to Force." Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Sorry, my bad. 
get when you want to release the angels from hell and it gives just this passage to read afterwards saying you should in the morning when you rise say this i renounce you god the father that has made me i renounce you the holy spirit that has blessed me i will never worship or serve you after this day and completely swear to lucifer ruler of the dark abyss and i swear to his rule and he shall serve me to do what i ask of him in exchange i will give my own blood as insurance and a pledge this ensures me to him with body and soul for all eternity, if he does what I ask, order or command of him. And thereupon I sign with my own hand and with my own blood, this to be certain and true in every possible way. Oh, Hannah, what a good book. She shakes her head, somewhat say, ashamed and sheepishly. I was doing what I thought would finally get the get the mill back into into the hands of someone that cared about this town, give everyone back, uh, everyone that was fired, give them their jobs back and give dignity back to my father. That's what I thought I was doing. Did you sign something? Yeah, she uh, she nods and uh, you know she, she's still got her gloves on, uh, which she takes off the glove from her left hand and there's it's bandaged under there with a with a streak of red showing through the through the cloth and yeah i uh i i signed a, a book he offered me he he took it with him he's we say his book and and he's come before to you to, to collect this coin no i i had to give him one upon the collection i've got the other there's another 665 of them upstairs. 664. Yeah. The next one's the next one's due actually tomorrow night, because it's the uh the 20th now. Amen. Um is there a way that uh the, the sink is so clogged. Is there a tool somewhere, or yeah, she, she'll uh, point you in the direction of a toolkit that she's got. Not not one that's been used for a while, but that she's still got some some rods and various yeah. other. And various while other... Well, and while she's doing that, I'm going to come in and say, as far as I know, Elijah tells me that the way to end this is to prevent her from making her payment. I think she's damned anyway. Traditionally, that would, that would cause the devil to take her, but it wouldn't necessarily stop the devil. I don't know. Um, what cause would he have to continue doing this work if he's not getting Yeah, His paid. contract is over. That's, you know, I mean, you know, they're still litigious demons. I'm going to go back to the kitchen, but that's my thought is if we, I mean, the, the dad's lost, the mom's lost, the kid has, it's, if we could save her. If you can figure out a way to save her, Victor, God save you. I'm going to go back to the kitchen. Do you know what happens to ham when it's left under a pile of, I think it was oatmeal for it's, it's all right. Yes, Cassie, come with me. We need to figure this out. How do we stop it? Is there anything in the book about banishing a devil or a demon? 
funnily enough, uh, reading through it, there's, there's those ways of calling it, none to send it back. I feel like Oscar might be right. This is just going to go unchecked unless... It's, it's, it's a matter of time, Nystrom. I mean, she'll run out of coins eventually. Do other people have to suffer for her mistakes? Kirstie, how is your soul? <laughs> I, you a... I have my own beliefs, Nystrom. I, have my own I, beliefs. I know, but let's put it on the level of good deeds, bad deeds. Okay. Do you find yourself to be an honest person? Usually. I am uh, hesitant to directly confront this demon. I'm afraid I'm not worthy. If you're not worthy, why would I be worthy? Because you're innocent. You're, I'm not innocent, Victor. I'm mm. not innocent. Perhaps uh, Sigurdsson is a bit more innocent than... No? I mean, it's a, <laughs> innocent. Uh, I think the most innocent one among us would be the dogs. We all have our secrets, Victor. I don't think any of us are innocent in any of this. She's got 665 gold pieces up there. It'll take it all. We don't have to profit from it. We can take it and do something charitable with it if you like, but I don't, I think this is the only way. I think he can't have his payment if we want this to stop. I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Do what you to think do. there's I, something you can do to, to bless her? I don't, I don't know. I'm not overly familiar with your religion. I suppose I could, there's a possibility that you could, we could keep the, her payment here. And then you could try to stop him. And if you defeated him, then she would not be damned for her error. I, I, it seems like she's an innocent child. How there are stories of, of people who called up these demons, threatening them with hellfire, threatening to send them back to hell. Can you exercise it? Is that, isn't that what you do with demons? No. That was what we uh, discussed way back at the beginning. You know, the three-step process to, to right, exercise right. him. I think that might mm. be, if you, if you want to save Hannah, then I think that's the way to do it. Well, then let's do this. Let's tell her no, she's not going to pay. Um, we'll surround the house. I'll, I'll bless the house with holy water keep the devil at bay and I will have to exercise it when it arrives but I very well may lose I, 
I will protect you as best I can, Victor. I I won't let you do this alone, at least. I, I need to go talk to uh, Father Bergstrom, and then I'll come back. Uh, what time is it? Yes. My wrist says that it's plenty of the time. freckle past a hair, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, hey, you, is this something that we'd want to do in the church? I uh, know it's something I need to I need to have my confession heard. See if he'll help us as well. All right, I'm off. I'll be back. So my intention is to go and and confess my deep dark secret to the priest and and tell him my story so that God will forgive me so that I don't get dragged off to hell. Tonight. Oh, okay. Right. So yeah, you you confess your how you got into the church. Right. In that uh, that regard then. Okay. Yeah, that will um you definitely feel a weight lifted and probably having used your uh, real name for the first time in many many years mm-hmm. uh, to put this in context. That yeah, I mean, he is uh, somewhat of. If you get the impression that he's surprised, would be an understatement. But after you've gone over all the details uh, with him, he he absolves you by uh, by stating and stating rather not by stating um, and stating that yeah, while it was while it was not uh, a legal thing by any means, or even maybe a moral thing a good thing to do the fact is that you were a priest and you were doing good for the community good can, good can come out of the uh, even the most even the weirdest or the strangest places and you have done good so yeah he, he absolves you we are going to attempt to drive the demon away do you want to assist I can, um, I can try, and I think, I think you've shown that I need to try to try and earn, earn the respect of the community and earn a little bit more of my faith back. Well, meet us at the uh, uh, Berg House. Um, I'll warn you, it's uh, filthy. But uh, I've, uh, I'm surprised there's a uh, surround the church. We could do it here, couldn't we? I, if you want to confront the devil, doing it in a in a church seems a remarkably better choice than a, than a herbalist's house. The devil will come to her for his payment. And if she is here, yes. Yes, perhaps it's a better way. Hmm. Yes, we'll, we'll do it here. I'll go tell the others. So okay. I'll come back and inform everybody else. Gotcha. Now we should bring, should we bring the money into the church? So that way Makes the devil sense. doesn't come get it himself. I don't know how he works or it works. There's multiple devils. I don't know. Though it seems like money, it's probably an illusion. Um, yeah, I think, I think that we need to keep Hannah and the coins together to make sure that the assignment yeah. is made. What about as a filthy father? Well, that's the thing. I burned the couch in the yard and I was starting to make a bench. And now you're saying I've got to go to the church. 
I guess I'll try to wash him up in a trough. I was going to give him honey and watered wine because otherwise he's going to die. Uh, at the in the condition he's in. Well, he may not be necessary. Uh, to he's this. probably not. But if we leave him alone, yeah, you could freeze. I mean, he him. might. I mean, if the double comes for him, he's going to be too damn drunk to go to the door. That's true. <laughs> You think the devil just knocks? I think the devil knows where we are. <laughs> Pretty polite. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he goes outside, calls your name. You know, he's not the taking the devil door. shows up. Dad vomits on the devil. The devil's like, "Oh man, I just had this hell cleaned." I would like to spend right. a little bit of time with my memento in order to clear my condition. You said you can do that, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'll I will kiss my lucky's rabbit's foot. Yep, you can cross <laughs> off that uh, that exhausted. Yeah, I'm gonna manage uh, Papa Edwin if it's possible and get him to the church at a state that is. Yeah, I mean, you've got a couple of hours, or by, by the time that Victor's gone and come back again, probably about an hour and a half, um, yeah. hour and a half to <laughs> an hour of sun left. So you'd be arriving just as it's starting to get uh, get dark. Also, those who haven't seen him yet, uh, so everyone apart from Oscar, because he's tried already, can give me a logic and learning role to see if you identify what these coins are. Oh. I mean, these don't look like animal pelts, and uh, books are dumb. Let's see if I know anything. Mm. I wrote... Now we get two successes on three dice? (laughs) (laughs) Which is going to be weird, considering that uh, (laughs) what, what these actually are. (laughs) <laughs> you are the only one that actually recognises these. Uh, maybe the fact that being a hunter, you've done trading down at the docks, maybe, or uh, marketplaces sometime in uh, in the cities, and maybe you've seen one of these uh, previously. Um, these are a denomination of coin that's known as a ducat, uh, nothing relating to a Cardassian in Deep Space Nine, that... They are not exactly legal tender, but they they kind of one foot on one side of the line and one foot on the other side of the line. They're known as trade coins. Uh, they're kind of filtered out. They're kind of phased out nowadays. You don't really uh, see them in use in the twentieth or twenty first century, but they do still get manufactured in in certain countries. The idea is that there are uh, they're made of almost solid gold but they're used to pay for goods that are being imported into the country. So you would be, so you'd be basically giving them to other countries where goods are coming into. And they, their value is very much determined by the, um, by the value of gold currency in the destination country. Um, they're made in various countries. There are, uh, there are mints for them across Europe. They're mostly a European thing. You don't really see them outside, outside of Europe, but Sweden did have, um, a, a mint for these, as did like Switzerland, France, Germany, etc. But yeah, this is some, um, this is kind of international currency that your your average person in a, a little town like this really wouldn't ever see. Any of these. Well, it's nice that the that the devil respects international trade custom. You know, being that he's visiting. <laughs> okay. But yeah, right. the, uh, maybe the, the sting in the tail that you're realizing here, potentially with your with your two successes, is that yeah, the devil has given her a, a, a good old treasure in gold, but one that she can't really spend okay. easily. Yeah, 
And uh, what we already knew uh, that is being confirmed is that the devil's an asshole. <laughs> yes, he is. Okay. Uh, if everyone's happy, we can fast forward the clock that very small amount of time. You're at the church. Um, you've got Hannah. You've got Edvin. Um, are you allowing Sylvie to stay here or are you happy for, or are you wanting to her to go home? No, she can stay here. She can come back. I thought she was, I thought she was going to be out tossing money, but I guess she was bringing back to church. You've been in here desperately trying to avoid the devil. We're bringing the devil here. Would you like to stay? (laughs) 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 Maybe it'll give her closure. She'll drive it away. She she goes to hide behind the altar. You can just hear whimpering from that direction. Right, I mean, a woman the... behind the altar? It's it's completely destroyed the church now. We have to reconsecrate the whole thing. Uh, All right. Right. As the... I envision that Father Father uh, Bergstrom and I are probably now investments. Which I don't know what Lutheran vestments look like in the high church, but I think they kind of look like Catholic vestments in the high church. Yeah, so. Kind of fairly plain, yeah. I'd imagine, but with with certain elaboration. All right. All right. If things go too awry. I will shoot the devil. <laughs> Try. Well, the the sun goes down over the horizon. So you can see through the windows of the church. They're not stained glass, they're just a reg- regular glass. But you can see the sky overhead become dark, maybe a little quicker than it should do. And having a look through the windows and having a look outside the front door, you realise that you know, there's this wave of black that's going across the town as indeed the sun, the sun sets. But all light is gone. In fact, the only light that's left falls within the rectangle of the church grounds itself. And off in the distance, you can hear the neighing of horses coming closer. It's okay, good stuff. (laughs) After a few moments, you can see the fiery breath coming out of the, uh, the nostrils of the horses and a certain carriage pulls up outside the church grounds even though there is just void extending in all directions, it seems to hover in, in space. The door swings open, and a man walks out, as, as described from the encounter at the hotel, goatee beard, top hat, long black coat, or seemingly velvet waistcoat, and again, all dressed in black. Um, he gets out with a, what could only be described as a uh, shit-eating grin and starts walking over the, the snow, yeah, without, yeah, over the snow without leaving any footprints towards the front door of the church. All right. I'm going to throw open the front door. I'll yell out. Lucifuge, Rofokal, you are not welcome here in the house of God. He, he looks somewhat confused. Scratches his head in almost a mockingly uh, exaggerated fashion. Looks around. My prime minister isn't here. I think you confused me with someone else. Well, then you are a lesser minion. You also are not welcome here. 
lesser. You, you do realise who you're addressing. And he, he, say, he seems like he stops in the middle of the sentence as if he was about to say a name, but his eyes narrow. I'm not going to get to play that card, am I? Someone's already unburdened themselves. Whatever you say, we don't believe you. You are not welcome. You will not collect your fee from this young woman, and you will return to hell where you belong. He's, his eyes narrow at that point. Well, if I'm not going to collect my fee, I am bound to take her with me. You won't stop you, me from doing that. You cannot have her. I'm giving you one chance. You can move out of my way and I can do my role, perform my role as is, as, as is dictated to me, or I will move you. She has confessed her sins, and I'll spl splash some holy water on her, and she's blessed. You are not welcome, and I'll throw holy water at him. Oh, right. If you are as effectively engaging in combat, then um, <laughs> mm -hmm. you can give me a ranged combat roll because it's uh, involved throw. So that's ra uh, ranged combat and precision. Pass me some holy water. Three dice. Let's find out <laughs> what yeah. happens. I got see. <laughs> no fail. Okay. Well, we, we descend into combat at this point because the devil, as he um, moves out of the way, he almost moves like liquid that just goes like quicksilver that slides out of the way. And as he does so, his shape distorts and turns and twists. And what stood there after a few seconds, after about two, three seconds, is this large, demonic, hairy dog the size of a small horse, red glowing eyes, steam coming out of its nose, and these huge jaws opening wide. Um, this will be a fear check for, uh, for everyone now. Okay. So this is either logic or empathy, your choice. Um, you, then get to, yeah, you then get to add dice because you're all together. You get three dice for being, uh, being the team all here together. Okay. And if you have any talents specifically brave or se uh, safety in numbers, they also add to this as well. Okay. Nope. So what if I use my silver cross? My, uh, my that's, object? Oh, that's your memento. Uh doesn't have a mechanical benefit. The main okay. thing mementos do is they say help get rid of conditions. I got one. <laughs> okay. I got zero. Ooh, out of right. out of seven dice, out of seven dice, my highest is a four. Ooh. A lot of twos, though. Hey, so got one. two two of you are fine because it's a fear one uh, fear one check. Fear twos <laughs> are pretty pretty damn horrible anyway. So Victor and Oscar, you have a choice at this point. You can okay. either do the equivalent of failing the sand check at which point you'll be terrified for 1d6 rounds, uh, which will kind of dictate what you do for a, uh, for a fair while. or And you also take a condition because you didn't meet the uh, number of successes you need. Or you can take a condition for re-rolling and hope that you get one success. And then you're able to actually do what you want to do for the next d6 rounds. This is exactly what I had to do when fighting off that revenant. Leather so makes much I, more sense for me. 
I'll do the same thing. I will try to. What do I roll again? The whole thing again? Yeah, um, you pick technically it's any dice that didn't roll a six. So in this case, all of them. Two sixes. Well, there you go. So Oscar's fine now. But I am either angry. I guess I'm going to be angry. No, that I thought we had a. I thought we had a deal here with the church. <laughs> Four sixes. Wow, you you are. Yeah, you are just so mentally prepared for this that you, you are you are ready to confront the devil himself. Getting really angry or something. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of the devil himself, he is going to launch himself in his devil dog form um, at Victor, as you are the one that uh, decided to spray holy water at him. So, see if my bucket of dice can actually get a success. Insane. Got three ones, two fives, and everything else is scattered in between it. So uh, you can, if you wish, make a, I believe it's an agility roll uh, to try and get out of the way. Um, obviously, he's not going to hit you in the, um, at all, but I think you can potentially use it to uh, get some benefits mechanically. Okay. Uh, I did not make that agility. Okay, in which case he does no. He doesn't hit you, but you don't get the upper hand on him either. Okay, right, that's effectively the first uh, opening salvo of combat. We go into initiative at this point, and I have completely forgot to get my deck of cards out. So this is. Initiative orders based on cards lowest first going up to uh, going up to highest. As soon as I get the spades out of here, these are nice and oversized, so they should be uh, easy to see on screen. So I'm going to start going round in the screen. I'm going to shuffle. Uh, the cards so basically say stop when you want me to pull the top one off the deck. So Victor's first. Stop. Right. So you are going on a three. So then... Those are big cards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely. These, these come in handy. Uh, Kursky next. Stop. Right. You're going on a four. Can we keep the pattern going and have a five? Torrin, you're next. Tell me when. Stop. <laughs> you're going on an eight. So oh. better. <laughs> and then Oscar. Stop. You're going on an ace. You are first. Oh. Boy, I wish I had a plan. <laughs> and then the uh, the devil he gets his draw and he's going on a six. Can we switch cards around? You can. I'm just saying uh, this happens. This happens at the beginning of the round. So if you want to, if you want to move uh, cards between yourselves, now is the time to declare. I have a lot of combat skills. And before we make that plan, how are uh, our dogs responding to this devil dog? Uh, they are cowering away in fear. Yeah. They are getting out of the. They're getting the hell out of the way. I think unless that's you want to, the best. 
Yeah, unless you want to call upon them as a bonus in combat, then yeah, they're for the minute they are getting the hell out of the way. If I give my my three to Torun, um, can I begin the exorcism? I mean, I'm yes. probably already mentally reciting, you know, I believe in one God, Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible. Yeah. Okay, and remember, as this is a uh, what's termed as a ritual to banish Avasan. There's no role required for it. You just have to go through the prerequisite number of turns it takes, of which this okay. will be three turns to do this. Yeah. So if you if you if you take the eight, so if you start after the devil is gone, we can take its attention away by attacking it. Okay. Um, right. So that way yeah. you're not going to get because if you go now, then you might get interrupted. Right. I might get killed. So right now, yeah. after you the ace, uh, because I'm not that powerful physically. So then, Oscar, you have the three. Yeah, that's fine. And I have the eight. And then Kersey remains on the four. Right. Everyone, everyone happy with that order? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Torrin, you're up first. Okay. Is there there holy water and things around here? With the, with the yeah, devil coming to town, <laughs> yeah. There's well, there's uh, Victor in particular. Uh, Victor in particular has has holy water. I'd, I'd say because you, you would you would have had a little bit of time when you got to the uh, got to the church that you could have blessed some if you wanted. So Big you board. have yeah yeah. So you you'll have time to make one uh, one more batch. And how items of power work like this? You roll a dice after each use to see if it runs out. So you might be you might use a little bit. You might lose a lot. You don't know. Okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll throw holy water at it. With You said it's ranged combat? Indeed, yes. So three for ranged combat, five for my precision, and then I marksman? Is that? Ranged oh, combat on your goal. first turn when successfully ambushing or attacking your enemy. Yeah, so, that would count as your first uh, for your first, first attack. Step. So ten dice. And I hit the devil. Oh, oh good lord. Uh, that is six sixes, which sounds pretty damn good for the temple in a weird way. All those sixes, but holy shit. Six. Six sixes. And then three fives. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Ah, I was ready. I said I wanted to shoot the devil. Here we go. Um, <laughs> you, you can roll one additional d6. three okay it hasn't run out okay that's fine (laughs) right um you have options of when uh holy water uh holy water hits this um this still counts as a damaging attack for things like if you used your it's kind of parallel to if you used your gun so options on getting higher successes are uh, you can increase your damage on a one-for-one basis with the additional successes uh, you can outmaneuver your enemy, so you can exchange initi- initiative cards. You can stress your enemy, so you can uh, your attack causes mental conditions rather than physical ones. Uh, you can push the enemy into another zone, uh, so it's basically like distance because certain attacks can only be done in certain zones. Uh, or you can make the enemy drop a weapon or item. Picking up an item during combat requires a fast action. Which, how would you like to hose this poor guy? Poor little innocent demon that's basically getting his ass handed to him in the first round of combat. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, like that meant like that stress. I mean, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to move you all. And I was, you know, getting the, uh, you can't just waltz in here unopposed. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Shatter his confidence. <laughs> right. That will take him from one, two, three, four, five, six. Ow. It's almost all of his condition track gone. He's got one, <laughs> one left. Um, yeah, this when you throw the water at him, he almost starts burning. Although the dog starts burning all over and steaming with uh, with this uh, with this water. Uh, not only to the fact uh, when he hits the ground, he starts turning back into human form. That you can see this burnt, disfigured, hideous mess rolling around on the uh, rolling around on the floor, and it's uh, got this wrecked suit. Just screaming in agony. That was the ace. So three next. That's Oscar. Yeah, I think uh, that gives me. You know, he's going to be like instead of being a bounding, violent, large dog, he's this confused, agonized human. Seems like a great target for a crowbar, <laughs> uh, which is eight dice for me. Crowbar the devil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give me a roll. I got one out of eight dice. Okay, well, one still does a single uh, a single point. You go perhaps quite appropriately with a, uh, a nice cold iron crowbar mm. and hit him. The the scream intensifies. The bl- the darkness outside almost seems to quiver. The glass panels in the windows all shatter and this echoing scream just uh, rolls across the uh, rolls across the land and he starts to curl up in this ball that slowly seemingly starts to shrink inside the um, inside the clothing and kursky's on four right uh, all i've got's a dagger <laughs> I'm a, I'm a ranged weapon person, and I don't have a ranged weapon. <laughs> but that's okay. So I'm coming. I'm coming in with my little dagger. Okay, that will be uh, close combat. Mm-hmm. Three dice. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> no, no, it was a fail. Okay, uh, yeah. But I can push it, right? I can push you it. You can, yes. I'm gonna push it. Let's do that. Um, exhausted i mean if i say wounded does that mean like maybe he got in like a little you know maybe he also kind of got in a little attack or something like that or yeah or or your hand gets burnt by touching part of these yeah yeah we'll try that again nope still no okay okay yeah you try to you try to stab and maybe the fact that this thing is shrinking before your eyes you happen to touch one of the uh kind of the exposed areas that's uh got steaming away and it's almost like an acid burn but as you put as you pull your hand back, but yeah, you haven't managed to uh, to stab him. And then it's him. Um, he is completely and utterly neutered at this point. Uh, he he is incapable of action, so it passes over to Victor. Okay. So now is is the re- recitation what I'm doing? I mean, that's yeah. What yeah I'm you, doing. you you technically cross off first first of your three actions. But I think we can probably descend into like a uh, fairly cinematic description at this point because you've you've obliterated him. He's he's got no way of fighting back now. 
So it will just go, it will cycle through to you each turn, doing the first uh, part of the ritual, then uh, the, uh, the Apostles' Creed, follow the Lord's Prayer. By the time you get to the end, what is your declaration of intent? Um, what do you, what do you order him to do? Uh, return to the depths of hell where you belong. And uh, and uh, nullify that contract. <laughs> yeah, throw away the just yeah, oh boys. Bear those ah, souls. It's like making a wish. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. There's a list of things to do. I'll dump holy water you again. <laughs> Need to put a load of uh, semicommas in uh, semicolons in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, all. Uh, all all deals you've made in this town are redacted. <laughs> uh, go back to hell. Stop bothering these poor people. Hey, there's this molten face where you can almost see the bone underneath it as this skin is just sliding off his face with this one glaring eye that's still red looking at you. And through half a jaw that's sort of hanging limp from his uh, limp from his mouth, just says. It's done. And there's a flash of light that appears underneath him, almost as if the floor opens into this uh, this well or this pit of white light. And still screaming, he descends into the depths, and then the hole closes. God still left. loves you. <laughs> <laughs> and you are left in a church. Uh, Sylvia slowly peeks uh, above the, uh, the back of the altar, uh, you've got Hannah down at the other end, say down by the pew, holding on to her father. Also, kind of looks over, looks over one of the pews. Uh, the priest, now having refound a bit of his faith, turns to you, still looking a little bit shell shocked. It's, it's done. I believe so. We should have spot him on the street. Call us if you need us. <laughs> I'm... Uh, the sack of coins is gone, I assume. Uh, yes, because the contract has been, as uh, Victor Nullified. stated, yes. And I'm, so the you know, I'm like, I had one in my pocket. Damn it! <laughs> no idea, Hannah. You need to confess your sins to this priest and to start going to church on Sundays because you renounced God, but you can get your soul back. I'm curious to see what's happened in the rest of town. Um, let's uh, let's clean up in here. Probably a bit of a mess. Yeah, there's like bits of uh, of liquid devil over certain parts of the floor which need cleaning up. Don't think you want to leave those around. We just clean. That's concentrated clean up evil. Constantly. You need to. <laughs> Don't touch it. Every Mom, little bit. Dad. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. Otherwise, uh, you kind of descend into the uh, getting like uh, words are failing me. You got a montage climax or coda. But yeah, because he came straight here because you had the, the linchpin of what was keeping him here held, this attracted his attention. Plus, also having Sylvia here because she was she was on his list of people to get. Um, he didn't take anyone else that night. He came straight here as soon as sundown hit. So you've managed to avoid anyone else uh, reaching a particularly nasty fate. 
Excellent. And yeah, otherwise that's, there's no other reported sightings of the devil that night or on the nights that follow. Excellent. No caveats? No. No. But... No, there's... Um, in fact, if you keep an eye on what happens at the town maybe over the following weeks and months, there is definitely a, a growing movement that people should embrace the church a bit more, especially as uh, Father Bergstrom has definitely embraced his uh, his duties once again and very much is promoting the church um hannah's very much a devotee of the church lending a lot of her time there as she's trying to put right what uh, what uh, what she put wrong but yeah there's um there are maybe a few little unanswered questions like what was really rickard's motivation for getting the sawmill what was emmerich um emmerich doing there potentially what what maybe did happen to uh, to Hannah's mother out in the woods. In fact, what's out in the woods? But those are going to be uh, uh, questions and stories for another time. time. Excellent. Our players included Holly Buto, David Gasway, Morgan Llewellyn, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of Scandinavian mythology and the face and role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.